This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome to the program, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday morning. As the Buzz Adams Morning Show takes over for the next few hours, we are going to have cash code keywords coming up. The first one is going to be at 8.15, thereabouts. And uh, then every hour through the 5 p.m. hour, we've got a different cash code keyword. Remember, when you hear those keywords, enter them on the KLAQ mobile app. You're looking for the icon that looks like a money bag. And I thought we'd go over some of the rules. So to use the mobile app, you do you have to be registered on the mobile app. So that <laughs> might be a step. Well, I just want to make sure everybody knows. So there's a registration. you got to sign in. Yes. No, uh, I'm laughing because I'm trying to remember you registering for it yesterday. It was just oh, right. probably one of the funniest things in the world. Um, so to enter on the mobile app, make sure you're registered and sign really in on the mobile app. Really easy to register, too. And you can also enter those cash code keywords through klaq.com as well. So every cash code keyword you hear is another chance to get an extra entry in. The more entries you have, the more your chance to win cash. Daily, we have one $2,000 winner every Monday through Friday. You could also win $10,000. Speaking of $10,000, we had the GECU Town Square Media Home Improvement giveaway for $10,000, and they drew a winner. And it falls on us to call them and let them know that they've won the $10,000 from KLAQ and the Town Square Media Family of Stations. Uh, So we'll get to that a little bit later. A lot coming up on the show today. We're going to have True Crime Report ahead later this morning, so be listening for that. Uh, Some random facts also coming up this morning. Three random facts. Three is the magic number there. Let's find out what else is happening as far as news goes today. What is, What headlines are on the top of the list today, Nico? Uh, prosecutors are going to be retrying two suspects in Michigan governor, uh, in, the, in the governor's kidnap plot. Uh, the people who wanted to kidnap Whitmer and Gretchen hold her on Whitmer. Tr- Gretchen Whitmer and hold her on some kind of kangaroo court trial or something. Yeah, the federal jurors could not reach a verdict for the two of them and acquitted Brandon Caserta and Daniel Harris. But charges are expected against Barry Croft Jr. Okay. Uh, Joanna Entertainment News, what do we have coming up leading off at Entertainment News today? If anybody was questioning it, Al Pacino's 21-year-old daughter Olivia has now confirmed that he does indeed have a Shrek phone case. Everybody was wondering yesterday. Uh, why was every... Uh, I'm, I'm out of the loop. I must have missed this one. Why was everybody wondering about Al Pacino's phone case? Well, it all started when Jason Momoa posted a picture of him having dinner with Al Pacino and a bunch of other actors and Hollywood elite people. And somebody on Twitter noticed Al Pacino's phone has a Shrek phone case <laughs> on it. And everybody was asking, is that real? Is it really his? And now his daughter is confirming it is indeed a Shrek phone case. (laughs) Proving, once again, that stars are just like us. (laughs) Netflix is doing something new. They're adding a double thumbs up uh, 
I don't know. A double thumbs up. I didn't I know there was a single up. thumbs up. There's a one thumbs up. You didn't know yeah. about this? It's no. like gladiator rules. Thumbs up or thumbs down. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. Where... Where would you even press the thumbs up or thumbs down? Literally, anytime you watch anything. Yeah, when it shows like a a movie or something and the previews and stuff. Literally, every single time you pull up a movie or TV show, it gives you an option. And you could, with your TV controller, or what do you Mm -hmm. have to? I was completely unaware that there were thumbs up or thumbs down. It's like, uh, you know, telling the... Well, now there's two thumbs up you can get. What's the purpose of the thumbs up? Just let other people know you like it? Or to let Netflix know what you're really into so that they can make much more accurate recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, exactly what Jenna said. It's going to know what you like, so it's going to make recommendations that it thinks you'll like. Oh. I guess I should go back for the rest of my day and give thumbs up to things I don't No, like. you shouldn't because we are on the same account. So don't you dare touch <laughs> Netflix and start giving out thumbs up. You really thumbs up to, to Is It Cake. Thumbs up to Is It Cake. You're not gonna want be, that. You're not going to be able to avoid Is It Cake. I've been trying. <laughs> what is, what's something you've watched on not just Netflix, any streaming that you would say deserves a double thumbs up? Like, oh man, if they made more shows like this, I would totally watch. Succession. But that's not on Netflix. Oh. Nah, but I said I said open it up to anything. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I stand by Succession. Black Mirror. Like I've, Every six oh, months Black I Mirror. check, are there new Black Mirrors yet? No, there, no, there, there hasn't been any because we are now living the Black Mirror. So. And I think the creators said that they won't do anymore. Yeah, that's why the they said that, right? Had said, no, they had said that they weren't going to create any due to the fact that we are kind of living in it yeah. right oh, now. man. So they didn't want to add that dread back into our lives. I feel like the show Severance on Apple Plus is kind of like a series that could be in the Black Mirror universe. Really? Like it's very uh, Black Mirror-esque. So I would give that a double thumbs up, I guess. NCIS? I'd do that. No. Yeah, give that a, <laughs> a triple thumbs up. I would give that an arthritic thumb sideways. Arthritic. Yeah. I can't move my thumb because I watch NCIS and I'm <laughs> as what? old as a, a thumbs keeper. up button. What's a thumbs up button? <laughs> How do you do it? <laughs> uh, let's take a look at El Paso weather. We're looking for another windy day today. Uh, high winds this afternoon, even windier than yesterday. So 30, 35 miles an hour. And it looks like the peak afternoon winds are going to be between about 2 and 4 p.m. So expect some high winds in the forecast. Otherwise, sunny and 80 for the high temperature. Sunny all week long. Uh, So for the remainder of this week and on through the Easter weekend, doesn't look like there's any rain whatsoever in the forecast. Tomorrow's going to be a little cooler, though, 72, and the wind's going to die off. Only going to be 15 miles an hour. As uh, we look ahead for the rest of the week, uh, winds are going to be down more in the uh, 10-mile-an-hour range, maybe 12 miles an hour. Sunshine continues, and by the weekend, your Easter weekend looks like it could be near 90 for high temperatures both Saturday and Sunday. El Paso weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Set your tee times online now for Painted Dunes at PaintedDunes.com. You can also give them a call at 915 915- 821-2122, that's 821-2122 for Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Welcome to Tuesday, everybody. We're going to have today in sound clips on the way, entertainment news and true crime report not too far off. 
It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we're going to have entertainment news on the way this morning. We're going to have a true crime report coming up a bit later. And uh, why don't, Joanna, why don't we in a minute get into the Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events for today. Okie dokie. All right. Telephone number to call the morning show direct is 915-910-4995. 915-910-4995 to get in touch with the morning show. To leave a message for you, we've got a overnight line, a line that records 24 hours a day, so you can leave a message anytime. That's the toll-free neck line, and that number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. Well, let me open up the news here and see what else is going on. <laughs> um, did a driverless taxi try to flee police in San Francisco? <laughs> I guess they've got driverless taxis running around San Francisco. Why does that sound like such a San Francisco story. Yeah, because, you know, they're close to Silicon, Silicon Valley, Valley and all the <laughs> stuff. They're probably going to try it out there, first of all. So uh, some guy got it all on video. Nice. Police officer pulled the cab over at a red light. Again, there was no one inside it. There wasn't a passenger and there wasn't a driver. Okay. Then during the stop, the car took off and started driving again. <laughs> It just bolted. I can't, you know what? I can't, I can't play the audio from this, and I, I'll be lucky if I can get the video up now because I'm blocked from Twitter, of course. Uh, but there's video of it. So it took off and started driving. Then didn't, didn't go far. It drove through the intersection when the light turned green. Then pulled over and put its hazard lights on. So what happened? The taxi is owned by a self-driving car company called Cruise. C-R-U-I-S-E. And they say that it actually did what it was supposed to do. Their self-driving cars are programmed to yield for police and then pull over at the nearest location that's safe. Hmm, So they're saying that's what it did. The police did not end up issuing a citation. Who would they issue it to? That's a good question. If you did have to issue a citation to a driverless car, who would you give the citation to? Uh, it's not clear why the officer wanted to pull it over in the first place. Maybe he was just curious. <laughs> so with self-driving taxis, how, how far off are we from self-driving trucks, like over-the-road 18-wheelers that are taking loads from you know Dallas to well, Tucson? Well, the, the technology is there. It's just a matter of can it be put on a commercial level um, so probably five years away. Also, I'm not even sure if there's like laws regulating any of this stuff yet. Or, uh, well, I think there's probably going to be pushback. You know, I. But you could get into a car right now that has its own driving capability. Yeah, I know. But mm-hmm. I'm saying, as far as like, if somebody were like, you know what, I'm going to do. I'm going to go to truck driving school. I'm going to be a truck driver. Could you really count on doing that for the next thirty years? Or is that probably thirty? No, I wouldn't say thirty. What I think might happen, so if you're a truck driver now, I wouldn't say 
your job is going to go away tomorrow. I don't think that's no, going to happen. If anything, you're in des- like needed more right, than ever. You're very needed right now. But you know, if you've only been driving for five or ten years, and you're like, hey, man, I've got another 30 years I need to put in before I'm re- retired. I, I could imagine that in some kind of transition period, they're going to have driverless trucks, but they're going to be required to have a human on board, which might make it super easy. Can you imagine being a long-haul trucker and all you got to do is go back there and watch TV and fall asleep in the truck? That would be great. That would be amazing. But I also think maybe down the road what they're going to have is like, yeah, we're going to have somebody on board, but that person is also got to know how to fix the truck. You know, we basically have a, a maintenance engineer if it has a computer problem or if it has a mechanical problem. Uh, yeah, that's probably going to have to be part of your job. I mean, I suppose somewhere way down the road, when they've got it down, these things are going to be whipping around without any human involvement whatsoever. You know, one thing that they've talked about, driverless cars, when they eventually are mainstream and seen all over the place, one industry that you don't think about are motels. So there are a lot of motels that are only exist because people need to pull over for a few hours and go to sleep or catch a night's sleep. If you've got a driverless car, really you only need to be awake to refuel. Mm-hmm. And once that, okay, to be clear, you're not allowed to recline the seat and go to sleep yet, but that is very no. close. And probably some of these driverless cars, you could do that. That would be amazing. I mean, it makes you wonder, like the driverless taxi in San Francisco, there's no driver there. What if you fell asleep and your car just took you somewhere else? <laughs> you wake up, Muriel. This was not this my destination. This was not my destination. Well, I think the plan is that someday <laughs> you're going to get in your car and you're going to program it. Let's say you're driving to visit your aunt in Abilene. Or I got a gig in Utah. Or you got a gig in Utah. You enter in uh, the address and it shows you like an option, you know, like. Like Google Maps does now. It'll show you a few different options. You pick off the option you want to, and once it's programmed in, yeah, you can read or watch TV or nap or whatever you want to do, and the car's taking you wherever it's going to go. I'm not saying that that's going to be the reality next week or next year, but most, you know, there's a lot of speculation that it's coming and that it may not be 10 years away, just to give you some kind of time frame. But, yeah, I don't think they're going to get rid of all their truck drivers, but I think the job of being a truck driver might change. It's like, all right, the truck's mostly going to drive itself, which is what airplanes do. You know, once they're up in the air, I'm not saying pilots are useless. You know, pilots get them off the ground, and it's very important that you have a pilot there to land landing is the hardest part, yeah. But a lot of what goes on in air travel, the plane is kind of doing it itself, and I figure that's probably what trucking is going to be like at some point let's uh get to our mo show calendar and daily almanac of events and find out what is happening today is april the 12th today's national be kind to lawyers day today is national licorice day and today is also national grilled cheese sandwich day hell yeah Birthdays today include actress Saoirse Ronan. Um, she's 28. I don't think she's won 
an Academy Award, but she's going to. She's going to be like a Meryl Streep. She's going to win so many awards before her time in acting is done. Uh, she was in the Little Women remake they did, The Lovely Bones, you know, Brooklyn, Saoirse Ronan. She's a big deal. Lead singer of Panic! Exclamation point at the disco. Brendan Urie is 35 today. I don't think you say the exclamation point. In Panic! Exclamation point at the disco? <laughs> well, then how do you say it? Panic! At the disco. Oh, you, so th- you definitely go along with the exclamation point with the theme punctuation yeah. mark. Panic at the disco. At the disco. <laughs> well, Brendan Urie is thirty-five today. Actor Claire Danes from Homeland is forty-three today, and Shannon Doherty, who was on Nine Hundred Two One Zero and Charmed, is having a birthday. She's fifty-one today. Art Alex Sakis, lead singer of the band Everclear, is 60 today. Happy 60th to Art. Actor Andy Garcia is 66, and David Letterman is 75. Oh, happy birthday. And he looks, right now, he's got like a bald head, long beard, and he's skinny. He looks like in Rudolph when Santa wouldn't eat. Like skin. Who wants a skinny Santa? Eat, Papa. He looks like Skinny Santa. (laughs) Ed O'Neill, the incredible actor who's known for not one but two iconic TV roles. He was Al Bundy in Married with Children, and he was Jay Pritchett in Modern Family. Jay! Right. Which one of those things was a bigger deal to you? For you guys, probably Modern Modern Family. Modern Family. Yeah. But Married with Children was... Quite groundbreaking in its time. Uh, Ed O'Neill, though, 76 years old today. John Kay of Steppenwolf. He is Steppenwolf, really. Born to be wild, magic carpet ride. Goddamn the push-a-man. And other hits. John (laughs) Kay is 78. And uh, jazz legend Herbie Hancock is having a birthday today. Herbie Hancock turns 82. Five days remaining until Easter. A couple of dates in history. 161 years ago on this date in 1861, the Civil War began when Confederate forces fired on Fort Sumter in South Carolina. Uh, That set off the events. You know, it was just like a tinderbox that was waiting for a spark to go up, and that was the spark that happened on this date in 1861. 61 years ago, Soviet cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin took a 108-minute ride in orbit. First man in space. Avoid the, uh, uh, aboard the Vostok 1. He became the first man in space. When he landed back on Earth in his parachute, he was met by a terrified farmer who threatened him with a pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> but he was the first man in space. And I've got a story here. I don't know if you fall in this category or not, but 56% of Americans don't know when the tax filing deadline is this year. 
I think a lot of people would come up with April 15th, which it normally is, but that's been kind of off for the past couple of years because of pandemic. And this year, it's actually on Monday, April the 18th. Um, Next Monday, April 18th, is the tax deadline. But in this new poll, 56% of Americans admitted that they didn't know when the tax deadline was. A couple other statistics here. 32% of people procrastinate on their taxes because they don't expect to get a refund. Mm-hmm. And another 25% say they put it off because it's complicated and stressful. Mm-hmm. Which uh, you you verbally assented to both of those, which is the main reason that you might have put off uh, doing your income taxes. Nico. Down with the government. <laughs> uh, just like an, just general Anarchy. anti-government sentiment. Don't want my money going to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's right. your intimidated because you've never have you filed before yes of course you filed for yes of course taxes. i have do very... you ever get money back have no you ever gotten money back of course not have you ever actually filed yes okay it's the buzz adams morning show podcast this hour of the buzz adams morning show is brought to you by pumping ink tattoos at dyer and monroe check them out on social media or visit pumpinginktattoo.com all right, why don't we uh, jump over and look at our website, klaq.com. Just kind of a quick rundown of uh, new articles you can check out at klaq.com. Joanna, what was yours again? I forget. Oh, the scary Easter bunny. Tooth scary. and nail. Tooth and veil. Oh, tooth and veil. Tooth and veil oddities and macabre shop will be having bad hair day where you can take a picture with a bad and possibly deranged bunny this Saturday. Wait, also, is it actually bad bunny? It's not bad bunny. It's just a bad hair. The image you use, oh, it looks like the rabbit from Donnie, Donnie Darko. Darko right? right. So if you're really into Donnie Darko, now's your chance to take a picture with the bunny. Do you, have you ever been in the store before? I haven't, actually. I want to know what it's about. Oh, it's really cool. On their Facebook page, which I do have a link to in the article, they share, they constantly share the things that they have in the store that they have available curiosities would you call them curios yeah yes does it seem like the kind of stuff i would be into perhaps if you want to let your inner goth out tooth and veil oddities and and antiques yep all right this saturday from two to seven do you like random goth things I don't know about goth, but I like oddities. You do like, I know sure. you like oddities. Yeah. I think you'd love it. Yeah, what about like animals preserved in jars and stuff? That kind of thing. That isn't so much my thing. <laughs> because, ew. <laughs> because, ew. Yeah. They also have these really cool goth baskets that they have. For Easter. For Easter. It's great. So that's this Saturday from 2 to 7 at Tooth and Vale. At 820 North Mesa. I wrote an article about some new places to eat that are coming to uh, the Northeast specifically. So most of the growth in the city has been the east, far east side and far west side. And for a long time, the far east side was way ahead. Now it's like the far west side is really spreading out. Because every time I go over there, to I forget what it's called. Canyon something or copper something. I don't know what the hell it's called. It's a new shopping area behind that big Walmart. They, they're just adding stuff there all the time. Um, Olive Garden has already opened, opened in February. That's so the great. Olive Garden's already underway. 
or has already opened. And most of these places in the article are right around that area. So it's the all Trans in Mountain, that same area. Yeah. It's Woodrow almost in the Bean. same shopping center, but right. Woodrow Bean Trans Mountain. They're uh, building a Marco's Pizza, Joanna. Uh-huh. And Buzz was like, who the hell is Marco? <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never heard of Marco either, but it sounds delicious. I think it's the third one. I think there's one mm-hmm. far east, far west, and this one is going. I forget what it says in the article, but you can find out about four restaurants uh, that are opening. But let me tell you, you know, the big takeaway from that is I think the population is about to explode in northeast El Paso because they have this enormous. Uh, construction underway next to Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. And this is going to have something like 19,000 living units. And those are going to be condos and apartments, yes, but also upscale homes. Nice. There's going to be all kinds of different things. There's going to be park spaces available. There's going to be shopping and dining uh mr foster's behind it so this is a this is a foster uh paul foster related project northeast is real shaping and up this is really gonna i i i see it when i drive out to painted dunes and it is are they kind I, of gentrifying it you would I, you say I, I mean if you can gentrify empty desert where nothing but rattlesnakes <laughs> and jackrabbits <laughs> lived yeah they're gen, they're definitely gentrifying the desert <laughs> but just the scale of this thing is almost as far as the eye can see wow. that they're that they're building stuff over there. So I think the Northeast, for better or worse, I know I know people that live in the Northeast really love the way things are in the Northeast. But I think you're about to see some real Joanna population growth. It's about time. Joanna's not even really Northeast. Joanna's not like anymore. Central. Yeah, maybe at one point that was considered Northeast. No, um, I have heard this from Iggy. He says this is uh, Cholo rules. Whatever is past Fred Wilson is northeast. Yeah, I'm a little past Fred Wilson. Anything before Fred Wilson is central. Now, that is straight from the Cholo's mouth. Yeah, but as as the city expands, I think some of those rules... You know what I used to consider the Far East Side? Lee Trevino. You still consider that the Far East Side. Well, <laughs> I mean, for me, if it's like, oh, do I have to go over to the East Side? What do you call the East Side? Anything past UTEP. Yeah. But... No, I mean, most people consider the Far East Side to be Lee Trevino. That's as point. far as they'll go. No, no, no. I'm saying there was not a whole lot out there. All this, the Salt, Kleinfeld, Zergos, all that stuff has really expanded in the last three mm-hmm. decades, really. And, uh, Nico, why don't we talk about your article, Six Sneaky Ways to Catch an El Paso Cheater. Right. So we're all adults here. We can be honest with each other. Mm-hmm. Cheating happens sometimes, doesn't it? Well, here are a couple of ways yeah, that... if you're an awful person. Uh, sure. No judging here. But if you're trying to catch your cheater, uh, I came... Not, I didn't come up with it. I found a report about uh, five different ways, and I added uh, a special sixth one to catch your cheating spouse. Do you want to partner. name any of them? Are you going to click it? No, I'm afraid if I click it, I'll start reading them, and then that kind of destroys the whole purpose of getting people to go over and read No, just article. click it. <laughs> Six sneaky ways to catch an El Paso cheater. <laughs> Track their movement. Okay. Yeah, lowjack them. <laughs> what is a lowjack exactly? Uh, you know what? I'm not even sure. I've always heard the term, but lowjacking is something you, uh, to track somebody's car. You lowjack the car, you put a GPS device on the car. I heard something about 
what's an air tag? Uh, that's an Apple. That's like a tile for Apple. Oh, because I had heard a story about a guy who found that he was being, he said, stalked by an ex, but that they had put an air tag. That's right on his, you know, e- either in his car or on his person. Or so whatever. I think with the air tag, it will connect to any available. And this Wi-Fi. guy, anyway, this guy went to the police to say, "Hey, I'm being stalked," and the police told him, "No, this isn't stalking." Well, that's why I just want uh, everybody to make sure. Oh no, uh, to just comply with the uh, the native laws that you know uh, of the state that you're in. <laughs> Do some research. That was specifically in there. Uh, use of an audio bug makes the list. It does, and bug okay. This, yeah, this sounds borderline criminal. No, just look at the laws. <laughs> uh, you can even purchase. Is it wrong? Yeah, probably. It probably. But is, is it illegal? illegal? No. no. The government does it every day. <laughs> what do you mean? Like when they go in in a movie or a TV show and they bug somebody's apartment and it's always in a lamp? Yeah. <laughs> or a plant. <laughs> or a planter, exactly. You don't need to be in the CIA to bug somebody. You can actually find one on Amazon. Amazon. It's called the N9 audio bug. All right, you can Damn, see all the other uh, ways that you can. And finally, catch a cheater. my last, uh, uh, I guess, way to catch a cheater would be uh, just check Teddy's flame room. I mean, they're probably there to begin with. So, is Teddy's back? I thought Teddy's had closed down when they had a bunch of. Now like, Teddy's is back, yeah. But didn't they have that hotel was being used to house migrants? For I think a they while. still are. But are they alla- mean are you the mi- can't party? All are right. the migrants allowed to go down as long no, as they stay in I don't the think so. into Teddy's as long as they stay on hotel property? <laughs> Business is booming at Teddy's. Oh yeah. Um. Well, one of your topics yesterday, Nico, somebody uh, called about petty reasons you broke up with somebody. Was it because they were get- being bugged by their partner? That wouldn't be a petty reason. If I found somebody <laughs> who had a listening device, I wouldn't consider that a petty reason. In fact, I'd, I'd be thinking about notifying the authorities, but um, we had a lot of different petty reasons. I once got dumped because I wasn't sufficiently a big enough fan of the Dave Matthews Band. And <laughs> <laughs> I was just told, hey, on, on the basis of that, it's not going to work out. Message deleted. What's up, morning show? Um, I'm calling referring to the subject of... Uh, dating somebody and breaking up with them for a dumb reason. Mm-hmm. Um, have any of you dated somebody who worked at Subway? Because, <laughs> oh, man, working at Subway, that's that scent, that sticks with the clothes, and then that, those clothes will come to your apartment, and then your apartment stinks like so. I mean, yeah, that's one of the reasons... Uh, but mostly the main reason why I broke up with this girl is because she had Tim Curry's eyes. And <laughs> she had a nice body. She had a beautiful face. But it was those eyes. She had Tim Curry's eyes. Tim. So whenever I would... Is he saying Jim Curry? Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. Okay, I thought so. I know he means Tim Curry, but I thought I was hearing Jim Curry. You mean Pennywise? <laughs> she had a nice Tim. body. She had a beautiful face. But it was those eyes. She had Tim Curry's eyes. So whenever I would see her or, or we were in bed or whatever... It was like if I was watching uh, Pennywise. Like, I was just thinking of Pennywise with those eyes. So, yeah, so that's just... (laughs) And, yeah, I'm still single. There you go. (laughs) 
We're our what, own worst enemies. Okay, would it help instead of thinking of Pennywise if you thought a different Tim Curry character and imagine Doctor Frank Inferter from Rocky Horror Picture Show? Or uh, I was thinking of the hotel manager from Home Alone too. Home Alone. There you go. Just clue. <laughs> I think it's an option for you. Cardinal Richelieu in the Three Musketeers. Okay, so I think there are a lot of different uh, Tim Curry things you could have gone with, but I guess once you notice somebody's got Tim Curry eyes, there's no no going back. It. That's really hilarious and pretty petty as well. I think the subway smell is the most petty thing. I think that would be great, wouldn't you? Yeah, I can think of worse things. Mm. I mean, I can think delicious. of you know somebody... my little meatball marinara sandwich. <laughs> There've got to be worse work smells you could bring home with you. Like if you go, I know you had a friend whose job was cleaning out porta pots. That's got to be one up there. That oh Iggy, if yeah, yeah if you take that. <laughs> oh Iggy. <laughs> we had a rendering plant in my hometown. I can imagine. Uh, you know, is that if, where they take fat from, or what? I don't know, but it's, the whole thing smelled like the whole mile radius you can smell this when thing. i when i worked at uh, umc and i was still living with my parents at the time i would come home and my mom would make me take off my you scrubs. make a formaldehyde no, and just, a hospital cleaner well and maybe other bad stuff i mean mm -hmm. bodily fluids so she would make me uh strip before i could get into the house i guess we could uh -huh. if anybody wants to call though we could take some more calls and you could leave them on the neckline or call in petty oh. reasons for we got good somebody. ones in the app chat. yeah what do we get I broke up with someone because he had the same birthday as my mom. It felt weird. I cannot date someone who has the same birthday as my parent or my siblings. Well, that's really petty. You yeah. must have a full dance card <laughs> if you consider that something worth breaking up for somebody. You must be like, ah, I'll have no problem getting another date. I'm hot. Luis says, broke up with a girl because her friend was better looking. I started dating her friend a couple of months later. That's yeah, probably I guess, pretty common. Yeah, pretty petty. But yeah. I don't know if it's petty. Oh, I'm, She's hotter. It's a little I mean, douchey. It's, it's D, yeah. I I have my own. Oh, you do? I do. Uh, a few years ago, about four years ago, I broke up with a girl because she did not like the chicken soup that I made her when she was sick. <laughs> what? Yeah. What was wrong with your chicken soup? I, don't, I thought it was good. What did she did say? She say I it? don't like this, or did she just not eat it with sufficient gusto? Um, she didn't eat it with sufficient gusto. But so she didn't say she didn't mean. like it. Yeah, she, she, she was like, she uh, didn't say out loud. Like, did you put too much she celery? She, she pushed it away, kind of like I'm, she was I'm sick. sick. She was sick. I know, and she didn't like it. Okay. I left right there. You just left you her left right her there. You left her right yeah. there with the soup I just you made. Dumped the soup on the floor and ran out. You dumped it on the floor. Uh, here's a telephone number to the studio. You can give us a call, 915-910-4995. 910-4995. Did you find another one? Yeah. Let me hear. Christy says, I broke up with someone because of the way he laughed. I hate to say it, but it was loud and too much, kind of like Nico's. Sorry, Nico. I know you're trying to do better with your laugh. Everything made him laugh, too. It was just too much for me. I am trying to do better, guys. You can leave a message for us anytime you like on the toll-free neckline. That number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. I got a few more calls uh, that came in overnight on the neckline. I thought we'd check those. It sounds like Joanna has uh, found another doozy. <laughs> 
No. Sonia just says, I would swoon for Tim Curry eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I would swoon. <laughs> she put little heart emojis. <laughs> Let's take a break. We're going to come back. We have more of the Buzz Adams morning show for this Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, and Two for Tuesday later. More on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, Nico's going to have news headlines at about a quarter past 8 o'clock. We're going to have our first cash code keyword of the day. Enter those cash code keywords when you hear them through the KLAQ mobile app. The more you enter, the more your chance to win all this cash we've got to give away. Could be up to $10,000. And every day we have a single daily winner of $2,000. Uh, let's go to the phone. So we were talking about petty reasons that you've ever either broken up with somebody or somebody's broken up with you. Oh, and Joanna says she has a real messed up one from the app chat, I guess. It's a little messed up. Nice. Let's talk to Jason. Hi, Jason. Jason? Hi, Buzz. Am, yes. I, am I saying that right? Yes, it's, it's Hassan, but I go by Jason because it's very different. Okay. Well, what's the petty reason you broke up with somebody? Um, he was your typical annoying, can't stand my team, losing Cowboy, Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. He was an annoying Dallas Cowboys fan you broke up with. Him. Yeah. What was yeah, the, he couldn't. Was it this season? He couldn't. Um, just, like, watching the game with him, it was just so annoying, so embarrassing. Like, your team sucks, get over it. Like, but it was got to a point where we were in his whole day, his whole week. It was just awful. Right. Because the Cowboys lost, his whole week would be. Were you a fan of any particular team? Well, I'm a, I'm a New York Giants fan, but I'm a Cow- I'm a, I'm a football fan first, but my team's a Giants. But um, come on, man! Like it won't ruin my whole week. It won't ruin my day. It won't ruin my life because my team sucks. I know my team sucks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. All right. A realist. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Joanna, you said you got one that was really took you aback from it. It took me a little aback. But let me read some of the, the lighthearted ones first. All right. Lauren says, I broke up with a guy because his hands were too feminine. <laughs> oh, okay. Like too smooth, I wonder? Probably, right? Mm. Uh, Angela says, I broke up with a guy for being too into anime. His world started and ended with anime. It was creepy. Buzz. <laughs> Wait, why are you saying Buzz. I know how much you love anime. You do? Oh, yeah. No, he's saying he's a weeaboo. I'm. I find anime very disconcerting. Why? Yeah. Well, okay. Know. So his my daughter's his really daughter's really into it. into it, and so she actually will get him to sit. The only time he'll watch it is when she asks, and they'll sit down and watch a bunch of anime together. That's adorable. Yeah. Lola says I never went on a second date with a guy because he cried in the first date. <sighs> do not cry, guys. And this one's a little weird. I really want to know what uh-huh. why he cried. What he cried over. What did they see a movie? Did he fall and hurt his knee? What happened? Spill wine. Give us more details, did you, Lola. Did you look at a beautiful sunset together? <laughs> and a tear just please mm-hmm. rolled down to know his what, cheek. I need to know what the reason was. Did he just receive really bad news that a loved one had passed? I mean, there's I mean, a that's lot of important. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, if she breaks up with a guy after he finds out <laughs> yeah. somebody just died and he cried. This is a little messed up. This one says, I stopped dating a guy once because I saw that his sister had Down syndrome. And I knew I wanted kids in the future. Oh and I got scared. Oh, my. Is that the one you were saying yeah. was so messed up? Yeah. That one's pretty messed up. Because one... <laughs> 
there's no guarantee that's going to happen. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at that. Somebody, yeah, what are moment. you laughing at exactly? Because <laughs> they keep coming in. It's hilarious. Oh, the comments keep coming yeah. in on the app chat. On the app chat. Lauren says, I broke up with a guy because he texts saying, hi, sweetie, but it's spelled S-W-E-A-T-Y. S-W-E-A-T-Y. So like sweaty. sweaty. Yeah. Hi, sweaty. <gasps> did we date the same guy? Because I had a guy that did the same thing. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, I can't continue. And then I would respond back with the proper spelling of sweetie. And it's like he never caught on. He probably thought, oh, she's not so bright. She can't even spell sweet. <laughs> I know, right? We thought the same thing of each other, and we kind of just ghosted each other. Somebody had told me very early on, like before I had ever even had a girlfriend, like some older dude told me, not older like 70, but like 23 or whatever, you know, like an older, <laughs> okay. somebody who graduated before I did. Were you five? No, I was like probably 16. I was pretty innocent. But he said... Always look at a girl's mother because that's what she's going to look like in 25 years. Mm-hmm. I've heard I've that a lot. I've never been able to get that out of my head. So when I look at somebody's mother, it's always lurking there in the back of the head. You know who told me that? My mom. Really? Yeah, she was like, look at, look at the girl's mother. You'll get a preview of what you're going to be looking at in 25 years. <laughs> wonder if it, I wonder if it works the other way, though. I know, right? Do we look at, look at the guy's dad? dad? Yeah. What if he looks like his mother? I, I mean, there might be something to it in a very general sense, but... My dad has a full head of hair, so it's not true. That's true. <laughs> your dad Don't has look a at gra- Nico's dad. He does. I will say I one thing. Ed Ajimian has a great, great head of hair. Any man of any age would be proud to support that head of hair. He does have a thick head of the hair. The fact that you got ripped off in that department so badly. Is your brother balding, too? No, nah, he's got really good hair. He got my dad's hair. And you oh, got, no. Poor mm. Nico. I was going to say he got your mom's, but your mom... Has good hair as far as I One know. time a girl broke up because I was balding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I didn't go on a second date with a guy because he chose Gemini Man over yeah. Joker. That's a good reason, though. That's that's a good test. I usually like to test. I them, see like, that hey. as a good reason. Was it like he just said, "Hey, let me pick the movie"? No, I was like, "No, you go ahead and pick the movie okay. as a test." But then, right? oh, so you and were then testing he chose him? And he Gemini picked, Man. You chose. Poorly. Yeah, sorry, you chose the wrong one. I've got some unrelated calls, so if we get any more of these messages or if anybody calls in, I'll I'll go to those. Uh, let's see what else uh, we have. Here's a call from the neckline. Hey, good morning, guys. Love your show. Listen to it every day. I have a question. If you can please clarify or direct me towards the right direction. I've been playing your QCash code every time that you guys have been you know, airing it for the past, what, a year and a half or so. And I'm beginning to think of this as a hoax or what, because I have never heard of anybody winning anything anywhere near us. Friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, you know how that goes. And or if I am entering the words properly in the Q in the Q uh, app, I I all I see is the money bag. I put in the word and give it a check mark. But who knows or how do I know if you received it? That it's from me. If you can just one more time on the air say give it the proper.
proper directions that were logged in correctly or or what's up, I can really sure use this money. <laughs> I'm trying to get something for my daughter. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right. Um, oh, interesting. I think, I'll, Joanna, maybe you're best to handle, like, how to actually do the contest right. once you're this once is, you're on the KLAQ mobile app. So this he's is something that comes up a lot with the well, I'm how do I enter it and mm-hmm. stuff. And I think like the most important thing is you have to sign in and create an account. It's real. That simple could steps, be though. something that that you're overlooking. So mm-hmm. you got to you got to sign in and. Uh, create an account, but that only takes a few seconds to do. Right. And once you're signed in, immediately you can be taken back to the page where you put in the codes. Now, if he's getting the check mark, though, does that mean... The check mark means you have entered the correct word for that day. But does it also mean that he's signed in? And he is signed in. So he's getting the entering, clicking on the money bag, he gets the the check. That means that he's doing it right. That he's doing everything correctly. Good job. He already had an account ready to go. Okay. He's he's saying, well, I've never heard anybody win this before. Well, listen, they forwarded me the names of the last five days winners. So on April 4th, Jackie Campos won $2,000. On the 5th, Christy Bandy won $2,000. Yeah, Christy! Oh, yeah. I think Sarah I Church. It's just, uh, you know, I could go on and on up until uh, Friday is the last information that I have. Kimberly Strong. One of the one on last ones Friday. that we did uh, was one of our very, very faithful listeners, Marcelo. He won. Oh, okay, good so, for him. Yeah. Yeah, I can just tell you that there are uh, people that are winning every day since there's a $2,000 winner every day. And uh, your $10,000 winners are going to be more rare, but hang in there. It sounds like the caller's doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> I like how he's like, it's a hoax. <laughs> I don't think it's a hoax. It's a hoax. What? And, it's not Bigfoot. Um, all I can tell you is uh, keep at it, I suppose. Howdy, Mojo. This is Sam Elliott. <laughs> I apologize to all the gay cowboys out there. I also apologize to Nico and Buzz for telling them to stop their homosexual undertones. <laughs> y'all can jiggle each other's microphone wires till y'all until all y'all want. Be as gay as you wanna be, hombre. Adios, amigos. Okay. Let's uh, let's learn something this morning. Who's in favor of that? Uh, random facts. All of these are fact checked backed up i take a lot a great deal of pride in Mm -hmm. making sure that we're giving you actual facts here on three random facts random fact number one out of firefighters who die in the line of duty 54 percent of firefighters in the line of duty die from heart attacks only 13 percent die from burns becoming trapped or inhaling smoke Mm -hmm. that's true Kind of a grim, random fact. Yeah, that is a grim. But just so everybody knows, the amount of fire calls that they get versus medical calls, it's like not even close. It's mostly med- medical calls. 90% medical yeah. calls and then 10% fire, probably. Random fact number two. Budapest, Hungary used to be two separate cities. Really? Buda and Pest. No. Yeah. It can't be that simple. It's absolutely the truth that cities of Buda and Pest were unified in 1873, becoming Budapest. Budapest. 
And random fact number three, and one that I think you'll find, I found it very interesting. I don't know if you thought about Kmart's, but there are still some in America. At uh, one time, there were, the over, there were over 2,000 Kmart's in the United States. After this coming weekend, we'll be down to just three. Oh, no. Kmart is closing this weekend in New Jersey. That will leave only three Kmart's. Um, up until how recently did we have a Kmart? It's been like five or six years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's now what? Like that big, big, home. big lots. No, it's not a big lots. It's like a home. I think it's just called home. Well, you're thinking Very, of the one on the west side. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm definitely of one, thinking of the one on the west I'm side. I'm thinking of the one in the northeast that yeah. is now th- like four different stores. Uh, but anyway, after this weekend, there will only be three Kmart's left in the United so States. Mm-hmm. And this has been three random <laughs> facts. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. And time for our top stories of the day with Nico and Jimmy. And good morning, Nico. Good morning. Philadelphia will reinstate indoor mask mandates Monday, April 18th, as its COVID-19 cases quickly rise, the city's public health commissioner, Dr. Cheryl Bettingle, announced Monday. The city is the first major U.S. metropolitan area to bring back masking requirements after a slew of cities and states dropped restrictions as cases began trending downward in January. The city will move to its second level of COVID-19 restrictions, which require Philadelphians to wear masks in all indoor public places, including schools, businesses, restaurants, and government buildings. Uh, you think you think people were pissed off before? Think how pissed off people in Philadelphia are going to be. You're bringing them back, right? What not only hell? not only have they gotten used to not wearing them, also I'm sure their news coverage they're going to know why only us, right? You know that's going to. Take off a Why lot not of people. Some, yeah. Well, um, it's all going to depend on the uh, number of cases coming out. By the way, I don't know if you saw this because it's just breaking on TV, but uh, there was a shooting in the New York subway in New York City. 13 injured, at least five. I saw earlier they were reporting five dead, but it might just be five shot now. Also, they think there might have been some kind of smoke device that was set off oh in the subway, but that's a story that they just started covering a few minutes ago. I don't think a whole lot more is known at this point. No, I didn't see that. Well, President Joe Biden, in conjunction with the Department of Justice, announced a new measure Monday to crack down on what law enforcement says is the growing problem of ghost guns and called on Congress to pass universal background checks. The goal, officials said, is to keep untraceable guns off the streets and out of the hands of those who are prohibited by law from possessing a firearm. A ghost gun is a firearm that comes packaged in parts, can be bought online, and assembled without much of a trace. A point President Biden demonstrated with props, adding it's not hard to put together. Here's Joe Biden talking about how ghost guns... Oh my God, and if Joe Biden could figure it out, I do assume anybody (laughs) can figure it out. Here he is talking about how ghost guns will be treated like regular guns. The new rule essentially expands the definition of a firearm as established by the Gun Control Act to cover buy-build shoot kits that people can buy online or from a firearms dealer and assemble themselves. It will make these kits subject to the same federal laws that currently apply to other firearms. Commercial manufacturers of those kits will now have to be licensed and include serial numbers on the kit's frame or receivers. In addition, commercial sellers will have to be federally licensed and run background checks before selling a kit. The rule also tackles ghost guns already made and in circulation. If a licensed dealer acquires a ghost gun, the rule will require them to serialize it before reselling. 
During Monday's speech, President Biden also announced the nomination of Steve Dettelbach as the new director of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Here's Joe Biden talking about what is working in gun control. All right, a severe storm system is putting people in danger from Oklahoma to Arkansas. Have you checked in on your mom, Buzz? Yeah, she says the weather's been a little crazy recently. Yeah, uh, well, especially yesterday. She's got her hobbit hole. She has her hobbit I got to send you a picture of this thing. It's a hobbit hole? It, well, it, I mean, not intentionally, but it's... It's by, like covered in grass, right? Kind of. <gasps> like a hobbit hole. Yeah. And then it's got a door. Like a hobbit Like a hobbit hole, yeah. yeah. Do you have second dinner? <laughs> no, second breakfast. Second breakfast. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> you're, you're the dumb for actually knowing it. All right. A large tornado <laughs> was reported near Little Rock last night with the National Weather Service warning people to take cover immediately. There were at least five tornado reports across the state as the storm moved east, bringing rain and hail. Videos posted online from across the state show there may have been more twisters than the reported five. Severe thunderstorm watches were issued in parts of Arkansas, Mississippi, and Tennessee for the overnight hours, and will continue through the week. Wednesday is setting up to be the most severe across the South. The California woman who was accused of attacking a black teenager in New York City in a New York City hotel lobby is now pleading guilty. Maya Ponsetto attacked a 14-year-old, Kayan Harold Jr., the son of famous jazz musician, after she falsely accused him of stealing her cell phone at the Aria Hotel in 2020. The whole event went viral and was even covered overseas. She actually just left her phone in an Uber. Ponsetto pleaded guilty to unlawful imprisonment in the second degree as a hate crime and is not expected to serve any prison time. What What is the deal? She saw this kid in, with a similar cell phone and thought, Hey, that's mine, that's mine. And then Despite she t- the fact that there are literally millions of cell phones that look like that. And then she attacked, I think she, she tackled him, I believe. Yeah. And that's the, that's the girl who was so disrespectful. She was like being interviewed by Barbara Walters. Oh, right. And she was like, stop. Like she was telling the interviewer, stop. It couldn't have been Barbara. Oh, no, Bar- no. Barbara Walters been kind of out I want to say Robin. Robin Mead. Robin. Robin Roberts. Robin. One of the Robins. Robin. Yeah, but what, she was also like a teenager. I mean... She was 21. She was 21. Yeah. And she wore that shirt or the hat that said Daddy. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Well, Texas Governor Greg Abbott says it will be cataclysmic to end a public health rule, which has been used to speed up deportations. The Republican says that means 6 million migrants in the first year alone if Title 42 is rescinded. That, he predicts, will overwhelm social services in Texas border towns. The governor has already ordered boat brigades on the Rio Grande to deter migrants, and razor wire is being placed along well-traveled routes. Abbott has put in place plans to bus migrants to Washington, D.C., and also for stepped-up commercial truck inspections to nab human traffickers. All right, so uh, a couple of things. The buses to Washington, D.C., we found out that those aren't, they're putting illegal immigrants against their wishes onto the bus. The, The immigrants have to agree to it, so these are people that have already been processed uh, by federal authorities, really what it is is a free bus ticket? To anywhere along that route? Well, yeah. I mean, the whole gimmick is we're going to send these illegals to Washington, D.C. to show Joe Biden. But really, they've already been processed. They're being released into the United States regardless. You're just giving them a free ride 
to where, and I would assume, yeah, since they're not required to stay on the bus, they could get off anywhere along the bus route. You know, so if you got family in Nashville, you might just choose to get off in Nashville. If you got family in the Washington, D.C. area, maybe you go for the whole thing. But to position it as, oh, look how tough we're being on immigration. It's like, did you tell the donors, because he did a lot of this through, he raised donations. Yeah, it was Did you tell them, basically, making. we are just giving, we're aiding and abetting <laughs> with illegal immigrants getting further into the United States than yeah, they might you're otherwise. Helping. As far as the truck thing, I don't see that lasting very long because that is just going to slow legitimate intercontinental uh, commerce to a snail's pace, and there is definitely going to be pushback on that. I expect that to just be in the you know in place long enough to grab a few headlines before they discontinue. Well, those headlines are here. Hmm. Mexican truckers are blocking the commercial lanes at the Isleta port of entry. According to Channel 44, it reports that the truckers are upset over longer-than-normal wait times that they've been experiencing since Friday. Last week, Texas Governor Greg Abbott acknowledged his call for state troopers to conduct enhanced safety inspections of commercial trucks at the border. It would extend wait times. This comes as commercial traffic at a key South Texas border crossing has stopped after Mexican truckers on Monday blocked north and southbound lanes on the Mexico side of the Far Reynosa International Bridge in protest of Texas Governor Greg Abbott's decision to have state troopers inspect all commercial vehicles. Historically, a job done by the federal government. The bridge connecting Far and Reynosa is the busiest trade crossing in the Rio Grande Valley and handles the majority of all the produce that crosses into the U.S. from Mexico, including avocados broccoli, peppers, strawberries, and tomatoes. On Monday, with trucks backed up for miles in Reynosa for the fifth day in a row, some produce importers in Texas said they have waited for days for their goods to arrive and already had buyers cancel orders. Well, there is a crisis, and that is that it's an election year for Greg Abbott. (laughs) Uh, Greg Abbott was just in El Paso yesterday speaking to uh, Border Sheriff's Association, um, I guess trying to really gin up that the they said that in the paper today i'm reading the el paso times so oscar leeser was there the mayor judge uh, ricardo samaniego county judge samaniego was there sheriff wiles were there and other uh, representatives from law enforcement border patrol were there to see the governor speak yeah all right inflation is soaring higher than economists expected the numbers out this morning show the consumer price index jumped to 8.5 percent last month Analysts had forecast an 8.3% rise over the past 12 months. March's sky-high rate is the highest since 1981, following a 7.9% bump in February. The data shows an increase not seen since the 70s and early 80s. Demand for flights is booming in spite of rising ticket prices and staff shortages. That's why airlines are adding staff and cutting flights from the schedule just to keep up. Hey, how are we going to keep up? Cut flights. Cut flights. (laughs) What? JetBlue already canceled 300 flights over the weekend and plans more reductions in May. Some, like American Airlines, say they're prepared for summer after hiring new staff for months. It all comes as there are more bookings these days than airlines expected. That, along with high fuel prices, has been pushing ticket prices higher. Just a heads up, though, that summer flight schedules haven't been completed by airlines yet, so prepare to be flexible. 
Yeah, I'm always preparing to be flexible. That's why I gas up my car and drive wherever I want to go. I'm getting to the point. Normally, Vegas would be kind of out of range for me, but it is getting into. I would definitely consider driving to Vegas. Why would it have been out of range for you before? Because it's only like seven hours from here, I think. No, it's more than that. Really? Uh, Vegas is like 12. Yeah, Vegas is like 12. When I go visit home, it's 12. But when I go to visit either family in Dallas or family up in Oklahoma, I'm planning on staying for a week. But for a three-day weekend, which this might be, I'm not even sure about our schedule. This could be a three-day weekend. Are Do we work Friday? It's not a company holiday. I've checked. For a three-day weekend, there's about a 500-mile radius that I would consider driving, spending a day, and then driving back. But I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm just haven't. I'm I'm just done with airlines, man. You're burnt out on airlines. Well, I think you have a fear of heights or something. Nope. I mean, I do, but not of being in an airplane. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I can look out an airplane window without freaking out. But if I look off a one-story building, like the top of this building, I'm real freaked out. I don't know. Just everything about it is a hassle. Yeah, you got to go at a specific time. They're probably going to throw out some of my products because I—they're not, you know, I'm not up to date on what the the size of the bottle is or whatever. Then I got to come back when I've already planned to come back, and then on top of everything else, how many flights are being canceled? It seems like it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, uh, that's why we travel in cars for all of our gigs, mostly because we're too poor. Poor, poor. yeah. All right. As we told you yesterday, Russia has a new commander set to take over its genocidal mission in Ukraine. General Alexander Vornikov, known as the Butcher of Syria for his brutal campaigns in the country. His arrival at the helm comes amid reports that Russia may have used chemical weapons in Maripol. According to the National Guard of Ukraine, chemicals were dropped by an unmanned aerial vehicle in Maripol. The unit said the unknown chemicals caused respiratory failure. President Biden and NATO have both warned that the use of chemical weapons could trigger more action against Russia. The Pentagon is concerned about the reports, and Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby said he is aware of the reports and will monitor them closely. We cannot confirm the reports at this time, Kirby offered at a briefing. We will continue to monitor the situation closely. Here is Jen Psaki talking about the U.S. leading the global effort in Ukraine. Here she is also explaining why President Biden will not be visiting Ukraine. All right, the Socorro High School Choir took center stage Monday night as they opened for legendary rock band Foreigner. Sweet. The choir only found out just over a week ago that they would get to open the show, and since they've been practicing every day and listening to the music in their off time. Jeff Pilson, bassist for Foreigner, told ABC7 News that they've been working with high school choirs for years now. And prior to the pandemic, he said they used to have the choir come out and sing, I want to know what love is with them. It was fabulous, and we loved it, and watching the kids sing with us, it was great, Pilsen said. I don't know what they sung last night yeah, at the Foreigner Show, list, man? but uh, K-Fox had some rehearsals, so here are the Socorro kids in the choir, uh, you know, just give you an idea of what they sound like, although this wasn't from the show last night. Wow. Aww. You know what I think would be a, a good uh, uh-huh. opening band? For somebody like Foreigner. What? One of the different version of Foreigner that's going around. So it's like if you got the Jeff Pilsen version or the, uh, 
maybe you have the. It's well, the band that you wouldn't we're have not the sure Lou Graham version. You, the Lou Graham version ought to be the main one, but you get. I don't know how many different foreigners there are out touring around, but I know there's at least two. Uh, anybody who wasn't born here is a foreigner, Buzz. No, no, I'm talking about the band for. Oh, okay. The, we were talking. Wouldn't about that the, be awesome? It's like, hey, it's foreigner opening for foreigner, the other foreigner, <laughs> <laughs> and then you could compare. They'd all play the same songs, and you'd just be like, yeah, I like the first foreigner better. How many members have they had? Uh, oh, they've had a lot. They, they've had, yeah, they've, they've been around one, for two, a long three, time. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. Let me see the band foreigner oh crud it says it they've had like 24 different people <laughs> see i i'm curious without throwing any shade were there any original members lou graham yeah but lou graham wasn't in the band last night mick mick jones mick jones ian mcdonald bruce watson jason bonham you're you're naming former members. Jeff and you're naming Pilsen? some very famous people. I believe Jeff Pilson was in the band that performed last night. So, according to Wikipedia, the current lineup is that Mick Jones, Jeff Pilson version. Who were the original members? God, there's a whole separate page just for the list of members of oh Foreigner. Of Foreigner. Do you see that, Joanna? I see it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lou Graham's not in the one that performed last night. Dennis so, Elliott's not in the one. Ian McDonald. So, Joanna, there's a famous thought experiment like about a shovel. If you have a shovel, and over the years you replace each part of it, do you still have the same shovel? Mm-hmm. And so I asked Buzz, is this still Foreigner? Is this still the same Foreigner? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mick Jones is in it. You got a good claim there. I had a listener at a remote this past weekend who was like, he's it's the last cover it, band. It says he's the last remaining original member of the rock band Foreigner. Wait, so I- maybe Lou Graham is just touring as Lou Graham. Oh. But guess what? I, I would guess he probably does a ton of Foreigner. Joanna, you had a, a listener who said that they thought, or you had somebody come to the remote that said they thought it was just a cover band? Yeah. They're like, it's just a cover band because I guess the original guy like sometimes doesn't play shows. I guess Lou Graham, yeah. So sometimes he'll... Well, like Apparently Mick Phoenix, Jones was part of the mix. If it's in Phoenix, he'll play Phoenix, and if they come to El Paso the next day, they won't, he won't play El Paso. Oh, that's hilarious. There's some, all, it's just a cover band. It's just band. a cover. There are some bands that, as long as there are one or two key members, I consider them the band. I think we're down to the only one original member of ACDC, but I still consider them ACDC. You do? Yeah. I mean, uh, Brian Johnson, the lead singer, has been with the band since like 80. And that, was he, an orig- he wasn't even an original member, though, was he? The original member was Bon Scott, who's one of the great front men of all time. He's the one that dresses like a schoolboy. No, that's not Bon Scott. That's Angus Young. <laughs> His brother Malcolm was an original member. <laughs> Angus is the only remaining original <laughs> member. God. Yeah, I I don't even know if you feel embarrassed, but I am so embarrassed for you. you. I just like to piss off Buzz. (laughs) 
<laughs> so if ACDC comes around, it's got Angus, it's got Brian Johnson, even though Brian Johnson wasn't the original singer, he replaced Bond after Bond died. He's that, dead? Yeah, Bond Scott. God, <laughs> dude, I am not a violent man by nature. <laughs> but you are pushing my butt. ACDC is also like his favorite band. <laughs> um, Did you know that, Joanna? I did not. Like Guns N' Roses. To me, you've either got to have... I mean, preferably you've got Axel and Slash. Slash, but yeah. For a long time, it was just Axel. And I didn't really fully consider them to be Guns N' Roses. So as long as you got Axel and you got Slash. How about... Throw me a couple other bands, Joanna. Foo Fighters. Throw me a couple of bands. Dave Grohl's in the band. I think that's the main thing. And I would have said before he passed away, Taylor Hawkins. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a pretty key part of the band. But also, you know, if you lost a band member to death or something, a whole different set of math goes into it in my mind. Okay. But what if there's a band out and there are none of the original members, but there are some members that joined still pretty early on, like they've been touring around for 40 years? I think a lot of people say, hey, there needs to be at least one guy or gal that was in the original band for it to count. And I, and I see the logic in that. You want to give me another one, Joanna? Uh, like the Little I, River Band? Yeah, the Little River Band. <laughs> Whatever, as long as they play, uh, Have you heard about the lonesome loser? <laughs> I don't I don't care if they're all 18 years old. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know why you would come up with something like the Little River. Why, why, why would you randomly come up with something like the Little River? I was just thinking River? of the Little River Boys. <laughs> the Little River Band. Um... You know, ZZ Top, they lost uh, Dusty Hill this year, so I guess it's going to be Billy Gibbons and oh, yeah. That's a good one. Frank Beard. sounding sad, all the rockers who have died. And, well, yeah. you, I mean, people die. I know, but the like, thing. the band is still yeah, going. Like, I would still consider stop? ZZ Top, you know, if they're coming into town. They've got everybody that's still above ground, you know, of the original members. That's good enough for me. Thin Lizzy? I think Phil Lynott passed away, and I think the band kind of broke up after that. If there's a Thin Lizzy out touring around, <laughs> I'll bet they're chubby Lizzy by now. <laughs> I bet Thin Lizzy is a thing of the past, but I don't even—I haven't even heard of them touring touring around uh, since since Phil died. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, and we've got more of the Nico, Jimmy, and Rock and Roll Show, guys. <laughs> He's so into the music. Yeah, it's just pissing people off. Yeah, it really does. It really is just a slap in the face. Like, you know what it would be like me going on a super well-known hip-hop station and just disrespecting hip-hop? Not a cool thing to do. Eminem, I love that candy. Oh, my God. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Steve Kaplowitz joins us. Is today opening day at Southwest University Park for Chihuahuas baseball? It is. You know, they started their season last Tuesday um, in Round Rock. I actually was there Friday night. Went to the Dull Diamond for the first time to watch them get destroyed um, after winning the first three games. Uh, now they're back home. It's their first uh, series at Southwest University So Chihuahuas Park. are 3-1. and one. No, they're three and three. 
They oh. play six games. Here's the way the baseball works. It's confusing because they've never done this before. So now here's the way the schedule works, and it started last year after COVID. They play six games at home then six games on the road. Sometimes you might get a double homestand or a double road trip where you play 12, but it's the same team six times, and they always play from Tuesday to Sunday. That's And then they have their Monday as their travel day, and that's how the season is working this year. So they'll play at Southwest University Park against Oklahoma City, the Dodgers uh, AAA team, starting tonight all the way through till Sunday. And then they go to, I believe they go to Vegas next week and start a road trip. What time's first pitch tonight? 6.35. Buzzer? 6.35. It's going to be windy as hell out there at 6.35. It will be. It's going to be a windy game. And... um I've been to that ballpark when it's windy. It's not bad. It, um, yeah, no, the no. There's no problem up in the stands. No, 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 no. The ball players might have a little bit of it. There's Depends on be, which way the wind's blowing. Yeah, and there could be pop flies that will become an adventure in the infield and the outfield uh, tonight, oh. which is kind of fun, too, because that always makes it. But you're right. If the wind is blowing out, we could see a ridiculous number of home runs tonight. And if the wind is blowing in, then it might not be as high-scoring a game as we normally get. Hey, I got a question for you. And sure. It may not be a question you know the answer to. When there's a foul ball that goes up behind the backstop and it goes up, but it doesn't come down in crowds, so it goes up on the roof and then mm-hmm. it rolls off, where does it end up? Do you know if it ends up in that little plaza area by the ticket office, or does it end up on the railroad tracks that run next to it? A lot of balls end up on the railroad tracks. I've yeah. seen that since since season one, in fact. And now there's some balls that if they go over the roof behind the plate, that could end up in the parking lot. So there's that there's that Durazno parking lot when you're walking into the Durazno entrance. I wonder if the, anybody just hangs out there. You know, to get waiting for one balls. game, one game, I'm leaving the ballpark, and all of a sudden, I see, I hear this little sound, all of a sudden, doop, 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 and then this little ball rolls right past me. I'm like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> there it is, a foul ball that just happened to, yes. And, um, you know, it was, was kind of neat. It was like, you know, I've never gotten in. a foul ball at a ballpark. No. They've come kind of close, but I've never been willing to lean over too far, you know, or to. What's that fear of heights? Pardon me? What's that fear of heights? Yeah, fear possibly fear so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how high do you sit up these games? I mean, we have great seats. Yeah, I don't. Really well, I'm think... thinking about like if I was in one of those sky boxes, oh, you know, yeah. out on the patio. Mm. Like, I won't lean over too far. Gotcha. I won't. I won't get into any other person's space to get one. You know what I mean? Like, I, I see you. people. I won't fight over a ball. For yeah, sure. I always feel bad for the adults who are trying to take it away from a kid, and then they just end up. You don't feel bad for the kid. You feel bad for the adults. It's like, this is what you're No, I feel bad is. for the kid. Well, that both, yeah. <laughs> you know what the really cool you're thing fighting is in these a, games? You're fighting a seven-year-old over what a What has your life come to? Yeah, really. 80% of the time when adults get balls at these games, they'll give them to kids. That's nice. It's yeah. super cool. So yeah. you watch uh, an adult make either a barehanded grab or, you know, sometimes you see guys catch a ball with their beer in their hand. It's pretty amazing. And then they'll hand the ball to a kid. So I think that's really cool. Especially imagine if it was Buzz. He gets his first ever foul mm-hmm. ball. And he gives it to a kid. Oh, How cool. great would that be? I'd have to do that because I'd be worried that people would recognize me. Talk about what a stiff you were yeah, to keep the ball what, and not give it to the kid. Get out of here, saw. kid. This is my ball. Yeah, Buzz caught a foul ball and he wouldn't give it to a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write yeah. that article. I did win the uh, uh, the 50-50 cash giveaway one time. Well, I didn't win it, but I bought the tickets and... Didn't Joanna, Joanna win it? Joanna won it, Joanna but I had bought the ticket. Because Joanna waited the entire game. I'm still amazed that um, <laughs> you bought the tickets and Joanna didn't even give you a cut. I bought donuts. Okay. And coffee. How much did you win again? 
<laughs> like six hundred dollars. Six hundred. Six hundred bucks, and you gave them donuts and coffee. Yeah, that's good. To be fair, though, we don't get paid a lot. So, that. so, so uh, Joanna probably figured that that's uh, uh, you know a job. That perk. was my summer bonus. That was a bonus. There you <laughs> go. That's that's good. That's really good. Don't forget all the Chihuahuas action of the AAA affiliates of the San Diego Padres, the El Paso Chihuahuas. You can hear all of it home and away on our partner station, 600 ESPN El Paso. Tim Haggerty will be calling the action again this year. Tim's been the voice of the Chihuahuas since they arrived. Has he done it solo the whole time, or does he ever have a broadcast partner? Solo. Yeah. I mean, sometimes maybe as a bonus, somebody will go into the booth to hang out with him for a while, but... Hags works alone, and it's pretty impressive to see that. I, I sometimes I'll go in the booth with him, and it's a lot of fun. I'll try to make him laugh. That's the whole key for me being. I want to tell him stories that just gets him to break character during part of the. Oh, game. that's cool. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes uh, you know he's he chuckles, but I mean I'm, that's my goal. You know, and that's the way it always was. When I was on News Seven Extra years ago, um, my goal was to make Gary Warner laugh. That's what I want. Yeah, good to luck. Do. So I mean, even I, if he cracks a smile, he's got that mustache as camouflage. Oh my god! Did you ever make him laugh? I did. I did. I did. I, I, I said. I said. I said something. Ha, ha, ha. I said something that was off base or something like that because you know I would show up there. Lou Romano would be right across. This was back in the old days. We're talking like early two thousands, nineties, and I come in there and I'm like, okay, my whole goal, all I care about, forget the show. I don't even care what I say during New Seven Extra, ABC Seven Extra. All I want to do is make Warner laugh, and if I do that, and I. I can't even get a smile out of him. It's a win. I go home feeling good about myself. Uh, are there any other real sports you want to talk about before we talk about golf? <laughs> real sports. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there are plenty. Of, the NBA playoffs is getting hey, ready to start. The uh, play and the Lakers ain't in it. That's true. They're, they fired their coach. Goodbye, Frank Vogel. Yeah, you kind of saw that coming. I mean, wins a championship a couple years yeah. ago, and now he's out. That's right. So, you know, that was a disaster, by the way. That is an, they should make an HBO series about this season. Forget, forget the 70s with uh, Magic Johnson and winning time. I'd like to find out what happened this year because this was you a checked total out train wreck. yet? What's, uh, the not, winning time is really not, interesting. I haven't had a chance to really get into it yet. Is it yeah, good? It's, yeah, it's pretty good. All right. Are you, are you up to speed on the current episodes? Yeah. I don't know. I watch it every week. I started watching you know the show. The guy that plays Norm Nixon really looks like mm. him because it's Norm Nixon's actual son. Really? Yeah, oh, got, that's super Norm cool. Norm Nixon's son is an actor and he plays oh. him. And it's just oh, that's Norm. neat. No, I started watching a show called Queen of the South. Oh, uh, yeah. That one's good. Oof. It's heavy stuff. It's about like a Latina cartel. Like she's, yeah. She like runs the cartel, right? Yeah. Netflix is streaming all the seasons right now, and I've been doing that. So that's what I do when I, when I get home. Sometimes it's not even sports. Sometimes it's just other shows. Steve, wait, Steve. So the, the Lakers season this year, you're saying it was very dramatic? Or, terrible. Or just, they were okay. just terrible. Good. It was a disappointment. Probably the worst. This was probably the most disappointing season in the history of Laker basketball. How do you not make the playoffs when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis? How does that happen? Oh, yeah. I uh, got a... Uh, couple of comments i guess i'll run past you did that story uh pan out that tom brady had intended to go to the dolphins but then his announcement coincided with brian flores suing the team and so he backed out and just said i'm retiring instead have you heard I mean, have you heard those pro football, reports pro football uh talk.com had that story and that's the one that uh, mike florio runs and he's a pretty reputable guy but it was funny because espn never picked up on it i so. noticed i was over at espn it's like yeah. this would be a blockbuster story so the, but it was so the, yahoo sports it was cbs sports were well they were basically yeah. reporting, reporting the, the same on, thing. From from the same source, but uh, 
pro football. What was I mean, pro I think football pro talk? football talk. It's, yeah. It was. It's Mike Florio's. What uh, they had said was Tom Brady kind of accidentally retired mm-hmm. and then unretired because what he was going to do was, and I don't know if he was going to re- retire and then announce I'm unretired. So I, like, how would that have worked so that he could have gone over? But the deal was he was being lured not only to be the Dolphins' quarterback. Mm-hmm. But to be a part owner of the team, yeah, I like that, and that probably—I, you know what? I think Brady is going to probably get into football ownership after he retires. If that was the—if that was tr- trying to get him to go play for the Dolphins, then I could totally see Brady wanting to be one of those NFL owners. Now there's a crossroads team. with the Brian Flores story because when Tom Brady was ready to make his announcement, it was the same day that Brian Flores announced he was suing the and Dolphins. And in Brian Flores's lawsuit, he claims that the owner Ross of the, Ross of the Dolphins had asked him to t- uh, tamper with another team's quarterback. Okay, yeah. the, the details of this are good. It was going to be a meeting on board Ross's, the owner, uh, yacht. on board his yacht, and in his suit, Flores didn't name the quarterback, but the story on Pro, uh, pro Football Talk said yeah, it was Tom Brady, and wow. he still showed he up. He showed up to the, right, the meeting. Brian but- Flores didn't because, you know, Brian Flores said that he was offered $100,000 a game to to throw games. He said that now, he was invited to this mm-hmm. deal, you know, and he wasn't on board with tampering with another team's quarterback. If yeah. it turns out that that quarterback was Tom Brady. Steve, why would uh, the owner of the Dolphins pay their the head coach to lose games? Because you get a better draft pick and you get a chance to get a franchise player. If you're going oh. to suck bad, you want to suck the worst. I mean, so yeah. the you're not supposed who, to, but that's right. definitely a no-no. And Brian Flores says that he was... Now... If he he'll probably never be able to produce a smoking gun on that. Like no. recording, if that's no. the kind of offer, that's the kind of offer that is never that's written true. down or even spoken aloud. It's you yep. know. I wonder if all these NFL owners have yachts. Remember when Jerry Jones Jerry was actually went, drafting yeah. on his yacht, and you saw Jones, and every time they would cut back to his ship, he'd be sitting there in his little boat, <laughs> having a good time, while, you know, drinking some wine, making some picks. Seemed like it was a good time. Yeah, so sounds like a good life. It does. Yeah, there's. NFL owners are probably trying to see if they can get a good bargain deal on those Russian oligarchs <laughs> at this point. Anyway, but that hasn't been confirmed, the idea right. that Tom Brady was being lured over with an offer of ownership with the Miami Dolphins. I mean, when you say confirmed, it's a report, all right? So obviously Florio felt good enough to go with it uh, as his lead, but um, well, you're try- not everybody's picking I mean, that story well, up. Well, Brady will never confirm it, right? No. Okay. You, maybe, maybe maybe after he retires. Maybe he like in a tell-all someday, but... Not anytime soon. That would soon, be cool. But, but it really does make you, I mean, there's more to the story that he just, uh, he cha- he decided to retire and then changed his mind. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, doesn't make well, sense. A lot of doesn't people make thought, sense. A and, lot of people thought, uh, including Greg Sestero, uh, who swore that Brady retired so he can go play in San Francisco with the 49ers. He thought that was his, his decision that, you know, he wanted to come back as a 49er uh, at quarterback. So, yeah, there's a lot of rumors about Brady. I, I would love it. Or if it was a really good tell-all book that Brady really spilled the beans on, he's got so many good stories. Imagine him, Belichick, all the things like Deflategate and all the stuff he could talk about. It would be fascinating if, if, if yeah, Brady really seriously. opened up. About everything that happened during his career, That's Scotty Scheffler uh, won the Masters. He really won by such a large Oof, margin. The chef master, uh, he was incredible. Scotty Scheffler dominated 
after the second day, for sure, from day two, three, and four, he dominated at the Masters yep. and probably is going to win a lot more tournaments, I would expect. Isn't it hard to believe that he's never won a tournament since uh, before February of this year, and now he's the number one player of the world and just went nuts? You I know, mean, even though he hadn't won a lot of tournaments, he always, he finished well. You know, yep. He was always a good finisher. You'd see his name uh, up on leaderboards. I think a lot of people on tour who knew Scotty Scheffler knew that it was going to be a sooner rather than later deal for him to win at a, at a venue like the Masters. So we had Fred Albers on the show yesterday. He just got back from Augusta where he was part of the PGA Tour radio crew. And Fred said that Scheffler was here as a 13-year-old competing in a National Junior Amateur Championship at El Paso Country Club. And that's when Fred first met him. What? Really? And apparently a few years later, uh, Scheffler's dad saw Fred after, you know, he remembered him from that first meeting and said, hey, my son's going to be great. And then Scheffler was with his dad and said, hey, here's my cell number. Keep this just in case you ever need it and gave him uh, his cell number and now all of a sudden here's Scotty Scheffler years later who says only good things about El Paso had a great time here like 12 years ago when he arrived here as a 13 year old uh, he's now best player in the world in golf it's pretty uh, he pretty is remarkable. number one in golf Wait, Masters he's champion. only like 24 20, 25, 25 I think wow I think yeah. uh, but still the big story is Tiger completed four days of play and says right. that he has every intention to play at St. Andrews for good for British. him and I'll be honest with you for two days Tiger looked good I mean you know he shot a a one under the first round, a, a one over the second round, and or two over, and you know he was there, he was in the hunt, and then unfortunately uh, day three just and day four was you know seventy eights. But did you the see that, that uh, almost the hole in one he got? Yeah, I saw that, and you know what? You know what was really cool about Tiger, even though his golf game was you know obviously struggling, he was smiling, he was having fun. You yeah. could see that it was like it wasn't the pressure that Tiger's normally. He was just he I was relaxed and loose. Everybody yeah. who's watching and has followed Tiger and knows. You know what happened last year in that yeah. car wreck. I think everybody was trying to see some kind of limp. I never saw like a full on limp, but I saw a grimace every now and then. So, oh yeah, well he's in pain. There's no doubt about yeah, he's it. He's got to be in pain, but it's just good to see him playing. It's you know I, I think it, it benefits everybody connected with the PGA. Yeah, you know the other players as well. Just uh, to have a star of that magnitude is still going to play. And understand this, you'll probably never see this again in your lifetime, but you'll never see two guys both hole out of the sand the way uh, Rory yeah. McIlroy and then oh, um, Marikawa did right afterwards Rory McIlroy burned it, it up on that final day. He was kind of out of position to make yeah. a run, though. He did finish in second place all by himself, but a 64 on the last day of the Masters Incredible. when everybody was doing their best to shoot somewhere around par. For mm-hmm. him to put up a 64 was huge. And I think Rory is somebody to be looking at when the British Open comes up. Totally agree with you there. All right. Thanks, Steve, for dropping by. Good to see you guys. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're going to get into entertainment and Hollywood news with Joanna Barba on the way. Got that uh, coming up in just a few minutes and uh, in... About 30 minutes, maybe a little less, we're going to have another cash code keyword. Remember to collect those keywords. Mm-hmm. We've got winners every day. They're all funding themselves. Yeah, go fund yourself with the KLAQ cash code. You could be a daily $2,000 winner, or you could even win $10,000. And speaking of $10,000, we drew for a winner in the home improvement giveaway. Mm-hmm. KLAQ and our Town Square media family of stations along with GECU uh, took a lot of entries so we're going to draw from all of the eligible entries and fingers crossed that we'll be able to get somebody on the phone and let them know that they won the $10,000 in the home improvement giveaway 
Oh, yeah. Excitement nonstop. A lot of we giveaways. We know where the winner is. <gasps> All right, time for entertainment news. Joanna covers the Hollywood beat for us. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. After what seems like an eternity, a new season of Stranger Things is finally on the horizon. Unfortunately, we don't have to wait that long to see what Stranger Things has in store. After several short and cryptic teasers over the last couple of years, Netflix has finally unveiled the official stra- trailer for Stranger Things Season 4. The trailer for Stranger Things 4 shows the entire gang a little bit older than we last saw them, now in their early high school years. Mike, Dustin, Lucas, and Max are still in Hawkins separated from Eleven and Will. Set to a looping version of the Pulse in Journey's separate ways, the friends navigate their different surroundings, a new supernatural threat surfaces, forcing them to once again confront the horrors of the Upside Down. There's still work to be done, but the first half of the fourth season is arriving on Netflix on May 27th, with the second half to follow on July 1st. Opening arguments have begun in the defamation case between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard in Fairfax County Circuit Court in Virginia. Hordes of fans have flocked outside the courthouse for the trial, expected to last six to seven weeks. It will be broadcast live and involves a number of high-profile witnesses. Among them will be Elon Musk and James Franco appearing on Heard's behalf and British actor Paul Bettany, who will take the stand for his friend Depp. Depp filed a lawsuit against Heard in 2019 for defamation over an op-ed she wrote for the Washington Post in 2018 in which she calls herself a public figure representing domestic abuse. The op-ed does not mention Depp's name. The case is now streaming. Wait, when did Johnny Depp sue? Uh, he filed the lawsuit in 2019. 2019, got it. Right. And the the op-ed was... Two- in 2018. Mm-hmm. Gosh, what a messy situation. It's been a what long a road for What a slow-moving, just train wreck yeah. this, this whole thing has so been. It's been so weird. So many weird things have come up with and this. And to have James Franco, Paul Bettany, and Elon Musk all... Like in on this, it just sounds like a circus. Yeah, I would just stand outside the courthouse just to see the celebrities right. going yeah, exactly. by. Did they actually put a red carpet outside the courthouse? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. A movie called Spirit Halloween is on the way, starring Christopher Lloyd and Rachel Lee Cook. It's going to be about a spirit Halloween store that pops up in a deserted <laughs> shopping center. As they do. Mm-hmm. But when the when three middle school friends make a dare to spend the night locked in the store, that's when things get spooky. The store is haunted by an evil spirit who possesses the animatronics, so the kids have to figure out how to survive the night. That's uh, that's the most brilliant ripoff Five Night at Freddy's that I've heard so far. <laughs> Filming has already completed, but no release date has been announced. Most likely, it'll come out in time for Halloween. Did you know my youngest daughter, when she was a fr- she hates jump scares. And it's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now she she likes horror movies, but she used to be afraid of jump scares. And she wouldn't go to the back of the Halloween spirit, Halloween superstore, because they had so many different motion oh, activated okay. jump uh-huh. scares. So she would like look, and then I'd have to go back to the front of the store, and she'd tell me what she wanted, and I'd go bring her, I'll bring me this. <laughs> she wouldn't go into the store. She wouldn't go into the store because there were so many motion activated jump Sometimes scares. Sometimes they start right at the door. Yeah. Sometimes they'll put something there so that it can scare you as you walk in. Um, Joanna, every mm-hmm. year do you make sure to visit a Halloween store, a spirit oh, for Halloween sure, store? Yeah. I always visit just to see what's new in the 
in the Halloween game, man. Yeah, right. You what know, are they get an promoting idea for this some year? Trends. A movie, apparently. There was that one time that I went wanted to go to the one on Fort Bliss, and I had to stop and get a pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's become an issue. Right. Well, it's April. Those Halloween superstores ought to be popping up again soon. Pretty soon, right? <laughs> yeah. When you like something on Netflix, you give it a thumbs up. But what if you want to tell Netflix you really, really like it? Well, can now I be you honest, can. I huh. have no idea until today that you, you didn't know you could thumbs up. up it. What did you think the little thumbs up and thumbs down next to it was? What did you think the percentage that said this is a seventy-eight percent match for you? Did you ever see that? <laughs> Netflix will literally tell you whether whatever you're about to watch matches your preferences. I'll be honest, I don't think I ever noticed anything like that. You're just watching things on Netflix willy-nilly? No, I'll watch like the little preview they provide. I might watch that before I decide to I watch anything. I just like my shows. What's this? That's really the that's really the thing is <laughs> What's that thing I'm a boss? <laughs> I, well, I didn't know you could thumbs up thumbs down a you show. You could Gladiator rules. <laughs> Netflix started rolling out a double thumbs up yesterday, and it helps give them a better idea what you're into so that they can make more accurate recommendations. Netflix says, quote, a thumbs up still lets us know what you liked, so we use this response to make similar recommendations. But a double thumbs up tells us what you loved and helps us get even more specific with your recommendations. I call that the Fonzie. Hey, the double thumbs up. <laughs> that was good. You know, I can't, I can't believe we're discussing this now, though, because I, I really don't want Buzz to like any of the things on I'm going to go through and He's like. He's going to go thumbs up in so many weird it's things. It's my account. I'm going to thumbs up, is it cake? No. When you log into Facebook later, all you're going to have I'm, is, is it cake? Is it cake? A great British bake-off. You know? Nailed it. <laughs> no, I don't care about any other baking shows except is it cake? Okay. Is it cake? Yeah. <laughs> and finally, a person's smartphone says case says a lot about them. Al Pacino's iPhone case, for example, indicates that he's a devotee to the Shrek cinematic universe. As one eagle-eyed Twitter user recently discovered, the Godfather legend keeps his smartphone of choice clad with the face of everyone's favorite ogre. <laughs> this is so of, weird. The news of Pacino's Shrek love came after Jason Momoa posted a photo on Instagram documenting a night out of uh, night out at dinner with the actor. The photo appears entirely normal at first. Their table is strewn with empty plates, half-drank wine glasses, and what's this? An iPhone with a Shrek case just inches away from Pacino's hand? That's what it looks like. <laughs> the internet was thrown into a tizzy when a social media manager shared a zoomed-in crop of the photo to Twitter asking if it was real. We'll wonder no more because Al Pacino's 21-year-old daughter, Olivia, has confirmed that the 81-year-old Oscar winner does indeed keep his phone in a Shrek case. If you'd like to steal Pacino's look, an identical version of his Shrek phone case is still available on Amazon for a very reasonable twelve ninety five. Also, I did a search for Al Pacino phone case. You mm-hmm. can also find uh, phone cases with of Al Pacino, of Al Pacino. Yeah, <laughs> specifically uh, as from like the Godfather era, but most of them are Scarface related. So hey, there are a Scarface. lot of. I don't think he would have Tony a- Montana Scarface. Cell phone covers. Also, the headphones right next to the phone. The phone, amazing. Okay, Iconic. who else is in this photo? There's Jason Momoa. The guy sitting to his right looks familiar. He did look familiar. It looks like it could be me in about ten years. <laughs> yeah. There's two young chicks. I'm going to assume those might be Al Pacino's daughters. I don't know who else is in here, but that is definitely 
a Shrek phone, phone case. case. Phone okay, case. do your best Al Pacino impression of Shrek. Oh my God. I keep trying to get back to my swamp, but they keep dragging me back in. <laughs> now do Shrek as Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah. Wait, I thought that. Oh. Now do your Shrek impression uh, doing an Al Pacino bit. Uh, let me see. I'd have to pick out which famous Al Pacino the, line. The famous. Say hello to my little friend. Say hello to my little friend. Hua. <laughs> With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. That very scary man over there is Luca Brazzi. He does favors for my father from time to time. <laughs> Thank you. You loving that? That's good. Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Hey, we're hoping to uh, notify someone that they've won $10,000 in home improvement from GECU and the Town Square Media Family of Stations. I want to make sure that uh, that we get a hold of the person who won, though. Yeah. It is a $10,000 prize. So special thanks to our promotional partners at GECU. But uh, I'm just waiting on confirmation from Joanna when we get a hold of uh, the winner, whose name we've already drawn. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it. I don't yeah. want to say the name until until we've got got made, them on, made contact with the person. Man, what what could I do with ten thousand dollars? I could retire. <laughs> you could retire. I could probably with retire $10, with ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Nico, we're going to be back to doing the After Buzz yep. every day this week. So day Monday this week. is a classic After Buzz, which goes back 20 years or more sometimes to play classic moments from it the does. morning show. Actually, well, yesterday's episode of the After Buzz, our Mo Show Classic, comes from February of 2001, where I believe you took the show to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. I don't remember much about it, but yeah, I do remember uh, going. And you broadcast the Buzz Adams Morning Show from New Orleans? Right over, I mean, right above Bourbon Street. Our window and balcony looked right out on Bourbon Street. Oh, that's awesome. And hilarious bits come from it. Uh, You had a guy called Cajun Man. You did a very funny Nostradamus. And hearing Steve Kaplowitz's voice, because he was on that, he doesn't sound the same. Like, his voice is almost deeper. And Hmm. it was kind of, at some point, I I definitely could tell it was him, but it was kind of hard at first. That was uh, that was a very memorable trip. A hell of a trip. 2001, you say. February um, of 2001. Check out the After Buzz. We record that pretty close after the morning show's over. You've got the Buzz Adams on Demand podcast, which you could get later in the day, usually mm-hmm. around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You'll be That's able right. to find that. And remember, if you subscribe to these podcasts, you know, they'll show up for you. You get the podcast wherever you wherever you get your podcast, but you could also get them on the KLAQ mobile app, klaq.com as well. Which you should already be using if you're playing any contest. <laughs> Joanna has got to be thinking it's time for another bi-weekly What the Buzz podcast. Yeah, Emily's back. So Joanna could technically do that. Uh, let me see what else is uh, going on on TV tonight. Name that tune tonight on NBC. Jenny Garth versus Ian Ziering and Shaggy versus Kim Fields. What? <laughs> do they just 
do they play a random tune and the, these musicians have to be like, oh, I know the name of that tune. Sounds you like know, a very simple premise. When when I was growing up and there were really only three stations, they didn't put game shows on in prime time. Like the game shows were on in the afternoon yeah. or during the day. Now it's like, that's so, and depending on what you want to count as a game show. Mass Singer. Yeah, do you count that as a yeah. game show? But just like game shows, like name that tune. It's really weird that that's the direction network television went. You know, with all this, they say we're in the golden age of television. Man. But it's weird that on network television, it's like on one night, one network's got nothing but law and order. <laughs> on another one, it's Chicago Public Utilities Night. Why? Oh, you mean like uh, Chicago Police, Chicago Fire, Fire. Chicago <laughs> DMV. No, 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 there's no DMV. <laughs> Chicago uh, Animal Welfare Resources. <laughs> um, also tonight, the first season finale of Abbott Elementary on ABC. That's been getting really good reviews. So I only saw one episode and thought it was pretty good, but they're saying Abbott Elementary is getting some great reviews. Uh, first season finale of that, The Thing About Pam, tonight on NBC. Joanna, do you know what that is, The Thing About Pam? Um, Not entirely sure, but I know it's Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger, and she's got makeup on to make her unattractive. Or less attractive, I guess. Uh, over on ABC, oh, guess what? It's a game show to tell the truth tonight at 9. Amanda Seals, Kevin Nealon, and Jaleel White. You mean Urkel? That's right, Urkel. We're... Purple or cult, as the Tin Man spot says. Sean Penn says that he is considering taking up arms against Russia. Sean Penn has been over to Ukraine now a couple of times. I guess now he's thinking, okay, well, what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put down my camera and pick up a weapon and Can fight. Can you imagine if you're a Ukrainian soldier and you're fighting for your life and you look to your right? And there's just Sean Penn with a gun. There's Spicoli sharing a foxhole <laughs> with you. I don't know. Do they even want that? I mean, would they? Would they? It would make you a target, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it? Would they want a celebrity showing up to fight along? So do they even what want Americans he, to take up arms? What does he know arms? about fighting? I know he's he's handled guns in movies, but does that th- does does he think that qualifies that does not him? Qualify him. Are they, what, what is their attitude toward, you know, some of these soldiers of fortune who are like, oh, there's a war, I'm going to come over, you know, they want to go over and fight. I think they're happy them. to have anybody helping. Yeah. I've got a uh, list of things. All right, this should be fun. If you were born, you guys weren't, nobody was born after 2000. Okay, so these phrases might mean something, but if you know somebody who was born after 2000, a list of phrases uh, that people born after the year 2000 wouldn't recognize. I'm going to run some of these by you. Okay. You tell Let's me do if it. you know what they refer to. Getting jiggy with it. Hey, have you tried blowing into the cartridge? Sometimes that fixes it. <laughs> yeah. What is that referring to? Okay, so old cartridge games that works <laughs> yeah. like an N64. Don't say old, n- say vintage. Vintage cartridge <laughs> games. Nintendo was the keyword I was looking for there. Like a Nintendo a Nintendo or an N64, you'd have to blow out the dust, and sometimes that would help the cartridge right. work. 
Joanna, be kind, rewind. What Aww. do those words mean? If you ever entered your local blockbuster, you always had to be kind and rewind those tapes before you turned them back in. They had signs in the store. I think if they not, had they stickers. would charge a, a fee. Yeah, yeah, a rewinding fee. If you were really bougie, you had a whole separate <gasps> A whole little cassette, like, oh my God. Rewinder. rewinder. Hell yeah. I remember seeing those on Sky Mall. It's like, who's going to have a separate? You take it out of the machine, put it on this separate device just to rewind it. We did, and it was in the shape of a car. And the trunk <laughs> opened up, and you could put the, the That's where you in. put it in. Do you remember there was a movie called Be Kind, Rewind, that I, Jack Black was in? I love that. And yeah. I swear to God, that was long after... DVDs had become the norm. Maybe they still put. Maybe they still put Ooh, movies out on VHS. Eight. That movie yeah, came out right. VHS was way over by the no, time. No, it wasn't movie. over. They still had blockbusters in two thousand eight. Um, yeah, that rented DVDs. That rented DVDs. I'm but saying the, you the could, VHS rewind. Be kind. Rewind doesn't. But make you could any find sense. secondhand stores that were all about VHSs still. Uh, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. That's about TV, but I don't remember what... Te- what does it refer to? It means don't touch the dial on your... Because, okay, televisions, <laughs> televisions used to have a dial on them. <laughs> you would have to get up and physically, and physically walk, walk over to... No remote. Well, long- my dad had a remote starting in the early 70s. Nice. It was me. <laughs> Turn that over to six. Golf is on. And you only have three stations, right? Three channels. And PBS. Like I when I was, until I was in maybe a freshman in high school, we had three stations, ABS, ABC, CBS, NBC, and PBS, which is what would show Mr. Rogers. And we got cable, like when I was a freshman in high school. Ooh. And I think we might have had like, I don't know, 25 stations. That's like living rich. My life changed. <laughs> Did you <laughs> ever? Just, I was just sitting there going, why will I ever? There's no reason for me to ever go outside the house again. I've got 25 channels. I could watch F Troop anytime I want. <laughs> Not you, anytime. I Did want. you ever get? Because uh, since cable came out, they had the naughty channels on. So I assume you're. We pay- didn't get any pay channels. So the naughty channels were scrambled, but Did you- like late at night, you could watch the scrambled up version, <laughs> hope to see like a Picasso boob or something. Would you? Would your brother be there too? No. <laughs> no, I was very ashamed of what was going on. So. Uh, um, let me see. You've got mail. Uh, the first internet provider like that AOL, um, America Online. That would that when when people first got email. AOL would send you a message and yeah. say, you've got mail. So I guess for anybody born after the year 2000, a, a little voice would actually come on and tell you. You've and it was the mail. same guy. You've got mail. And that's when AOL was a dial-up service and you'd have to, it would go over phone lines. So you're. All right. How about this one? Do you know what this phrase means? Okay. Okay. I got it. Hang up. Yes. So when you would have a house phone number and a house landline, um, all of the phones could hear each other if you picked them up. So your friend would call you, your mom would pick up, and then you would pick up. And you'd say, Mom, get off the phone. I picked it up already. Once you picked up, you wanted to hear that click to know nobody else was was listening. listening. Mom, are you still on? 
No. <laughs> uh, let me get to the phone here real quick. Is this Art? Yes, sir. Is this Arturo Rivera? Yes, sir. Art, we've got $10,000 yes, in home improvements for you. Oh, my God. This better not be a prank. Nope, not a prank. Check the calendar. <laughs> Art, oh, my God. Uh, entered our contest that we did with GECU and Town Square uh, Media Station. So you had a few suggestions. Uh, can you recall what you wrote in, like some of the things you want to do with $10,000 toward home improvement art? I want to fix my shower that I DIY'd. Yeah. And uh, I did not create a, a spa shower for my wife. I created a cave. <laughs> <laughs> so you tried to make your own spa shower, and it didn't work out. And what did you say? It's more like a cave? It's a cave. Okay. And it's horrible, and i got to hear it every day. <laughs> so $10,000 is going to save me. $10,000 in home improvement. Are you going to try to do it again yourself, or are you going to use it to hire some people to fix the job you did? No, sir. But there's no room for no more caves at the house. <laughs> Arturo, I, I like how you wrote that they make it look so easy on TV. Oh, my God. Do they make it look easy or what? Yes, you don't. You just need a hammer and a, and a saw, and there you go. <laughs> and then you end up with a cave. Sure, and the next thing you know, boom, they show it. It's perfect. It's There's no debris. You got Ty Pennington. Your, sh your shower doesn't look like a cave. Your wife's not complaining at you. All right, $10,000. Art, hang on just a second. We got just a little bit of instruction for you. We're going to do a follow-up later, but we just want to make sure we got a hold. It was a little touch and go there for a while. I guess Art was out of town, but we finally got a hold of him, and Art... Uh, Arturo Rivera is the winner of the uh, GECU and Town Square Media $10,000 home improvement giveaway. Let's hear it for yeah, Arturo. All right, all right, hang on just Thank for a second. You. Hang on and congratulations and our best to your wife, uh, who's been having to uh, shower in a cave. <laughs> Art, Art screwed up. I'm so glad he finally called. Oh, my God. Me too. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We have more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Art Rivera. Congratulations. We were scrambling there for a second because we couldn't get a hold of Art, and then somebody said, well, he's out of town, but we needed to make sure that he knew he won the prize. I feel like it was him, and he I think he thought we were going to prank him or something. Oh, oh, really? Because when I was talking to him, he was like, is this a prank? And I'm like, no, 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 Buzz just needs to talk to you. Is he going to prank me? <laughs> You're, you're famous for your pranks, Buzz. <laughs> no, it's not a prank. It's a real thing. And, uh, you know. Arturo hopefully will give his wife the dream bathroom she's always wanted. I got a uh, few side stories on entertainment that Joanna didn't cover. Hugh Jackman and his wife celebrated their 26th anniversary. Aww. Wow. 26 years of marriage. Good for him. I can't imagine having a beard for 26 years. I can't imagine being a beard for 26 years. He, guys, huh. he's not gay. Okay. Mm. He just loves musicals. Sure. <clears throat> Congratulations to uh, Hugh Jackman and his wife, Deborah Lee Furness. Uh, who are now celebrating 26 years of wedded bliss. <laughs> Probably gets real steamy when those two are alone, right, Joanna? 
You ready for another cash code keyword? Woo! Let's do it. Yes. And I've got a lot of new rules I can unleash. <laughs> I don't want to. Com- I don't want to complicate it too much. No, actually, I think this makes it a little easier. All right. But let me give out the word for this hour. This mm-hmm. is the cash code keyword for the nine o'clock hour. It's actually two words: Lex Luthor. Let me spell that out: Lex Luthor. L E X space L U T H O R. L E X space L U T H O R. Nico, would you like to use Lex Luthor? Sure. In a sentence. If there's one comic book villain who makes balding looks good, it's Lex Luthor. <laughs> How about this one? Who was the genius that thought Jesse Eisenberg would make a good Lex Luthor? <laughs> I, I thought he made a great Lex Luthor. Did you really? Yeah. Um, Except he was like <laughs> the one with hair. He was like, oh, you know what? What would a, what would a, like a genius billionaire... Be like, yeah, let's just make him Mark Zuckerberg. Let's just make him uh, make him wear a hoodie. He's eventually going to lose his hair. But other than that, he's like the Mark Zuckerberg of villains. They're not wrong. Um, so that is the cash code keyword for this hour. There'll mm-hmm. be another one headed your way in about an hour, maybe a little less. All right, what's the other rule you wanted to add? There's two, two rules that I think we should talk about now. Okay. Especially with this one. This one is two words. You don't have to put a space. Ooh, good to know. You could or you don't have to. Both are valid. They work either way. They work either way. See, I didn't know that. Also, I've just learned you can put the cash codes in any order. Oh, that's a huge one. They do not need to be in order. Boom. All right, so say somebody recalls what last hour's word is. Can they still enter it even though we've given a new word? Do you know about that? You can. And it, okay. and it doesn't have to be in a certain slot then. It does not have to be in a certain slot. They are valid up until 11.59 p.m. So you can put, if you're collecting them throughout the day, you have until 11.59 p.m. to put all of the day's codes words in. All right. And, that's, that's right. and I think that makes it a lot easier for people. That's right before midnight, not noon, by the way. There's going to be a <laughs> cash code keyword every hour at about a quarter past through the 5 o'clock hour. So the final one will be coming down sometime around 5 15 520 this afternoon every keyword is another opportunity for you to win cash we just gave a guy ten thousand dollars ten thousand dollars so when we say there's a lot of cash to be given away it is coming at you from all directions too. Uh, somebody in the chat said wow they really do give money away I just- <laughs> yeah we do oh my god <laughs> we i do, thought yeah. this was a hoax mm-hmm. no hoax here guys Billy Ray Cyrus and his wife are threatening each other with divorce again. I love that line, threatening. <laughs> I, I hadn't thought much about Billy Ray Cyrus, but I thought that he was divorced from Miley and Noah's mama. Maybe because... Mm. Don't tell his heart. Maybe because on... His achy, breaky heart. <laughs> it might have been because on Hannah Montana... The wife was dead. Yeah, the wife was dead. You know she's not Hannah Montana, right? <laughs> well, she's the best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third time that the couple have threatened divorce. Billy Ray filed for divorce in 2010, but withdrew. 
Then Tish filed in 2013, and they decided to reconcile again. Reconcile, I guess. Billy Ray and Tish uh, took their wedding vows in 1993. They have five adult children. Daughters Miley, Noah, and Brandy, and sons Trace and Brayson. One of them is covered in tattoos. Like one of the sons is just like, he could be a tattooed man in a, in a sideshow. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, probably Trace. Uh, he was you... in that band Metro Station. Oh, that's a good band. Brandy and Trace are, I guess, Trish's kids from a previous relationship, but it says that Billy Ray adopted them when he married Tish. Billy oh. Ray is 60 now, and Tish 60. is 54. Do you have a problem with tattoos? Nope. Oh, he is covered, though. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> yeah, he has full sleeve, full chest. He almost looks like a Russian mob member, or the Yakuza. Joanna, uh, I'm sure you've seen this story. Maybe you don't know how to report it, but uh, is is Britney Spears, is it confirmed she's pregnant, or uh, is it just I a mean, tease? She said she was in Instagram, but then she was like, it's a food, baby. And I'm like, well, which is it, Brittany? A real baby or a food baby? Stop messing with our hearts. Exactly. What does food baby, when somebody says a food baby, what do they mean? They like just, when you eat a and lot. And your tum-tum's and, full. And it like, yeah, your tum-tum goes out, so it looks well, like you're prego. In a typically confusing Instagram post, Brittany said, I lost so much weight to go on my Maui trip only to gain it back. My husband said, "No, you're food pregnant, silly." And I got so I this and she continues on. So I got a pregnancy test, and uh, well, I'm having a baby. A food so baby, or a real baby. A real baby. Because uh, I'm reading here that it's s- gone. It's gone back and forth. Uh, Sam Asgiri has confirmed it. She added. Sam, oh, that her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She added, four days later, I got a little more food pregnant. It's growing. If two are in there, I might just lose it. Because she's going to poop it out or pop it out? She has a very confusing way of typing. I obviously won't be going out as much due to the paps getting their money shot of me like they unfortunately already have. I guess that means paparazzi. <laughs> or paps Getting smears. their money shot. I pap smears. No, paps. The paps. The the paparazzi. Okay. cancer is a real thing. Uh, the singer's fiance, Sam Ash... How do you say it, Joanna? Asgari? Asgari, yeah, sure. Well, supposedly he confirmed on Monday that the 40-year-old is so expecting a child. Okay. Brittany's 40. So Sam Asgari says, marriage and kids are a natural part of a strong relationship filled with love and respect. He captioned a photo. Fatherhood is something I have always looked forward to and I don't take it lightly. It is the most important job I will ever do. All right. It sounds like Brittany's pregnant and is going to have a baby. (gasps) Brittany baby. And uh, I think that was one of the things that came out in the whole Free Brittany movement rather. That under the terms of her conservatorship, they could they controlled whether or not mm-hmm. she could get pregnant, and, you know, whether or not she was on birth control or whatever. And I think Brittany had even expressed at one point that she might want to have more kids. So it 
I mean, it looks like that's happening. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Careful there. Oh, my God. Take it easy now. Hey, the tax deadline is Monday, April 18th. And apparently it's real. <laughs> yeah. yeah I is. looked this thing up. Taxes it's real, guys. Are on. <laughs> yeah. Also, Buzz, somebody in the chat had a question for you. Sure. When did five random facts become three random facts? Good. I just thought five, we were doing five, and I just. It's been a while, but... Somebody's saying, I think he's getting lazier about it. No, it just seemed like five was too many. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't seem like the right number. I, I had rested three random facts for almost a year. Mm-hmm. And the thing people notice is, hey, didn't it used to be five? five right. Like, I really hadn't done random facts. Are you enjoying the random facts since I brought them back so far? Yeah. All right. I don't know. Five just seems like too many facts to digest many, all at right. one time. Let's see. Oh, I bring up the tax deadline because a new survey says 56% of Americans didn't know when the tax filing deadline was this year. Isn't it just whenever you want or feel like it? Nope. That is not right. Okay. You uh, do not uh, give that kind of advice out because it is wrong. Well, nobody should listen to in me for new, advice. In a new poll, 56% of Americans admitted they weren't sure when the f- tax filing deadline is this year. Which is fair because yeah. normally it's April 15th, mm-hmm. but if it falls on a weekend, they'll push they, it. They push it to Monday. So I guess they're counting the 15th the as 15th, the weekend. I think is Good Friday. It's also for Good Friday. Most people, what the, our company how, does what, not. How is that not a company holiday? No, How is Good Friday not a camp I'm, company? I'm bringing Easter eggs on Friday. I don't know about <laughs> you guys. Of the people who put off filing their taxes, 32% say they do it because they're not expecting to get a refund. About 25% say they put it off because it's complicated and stressful. But So 50% are putting it off? If you yeah, add those two yeah. percentages? I, it's, sure. I mean, to some extent or not. It depends on what you count as putting it off. What like about if you're asking doing for an it, extension? I bet you. Is that, putting, I, I, is that still sure. considered being lazy about That's it? That's just kind of pushing it. I asked for an extension. Let's see what else is happening. And didn't COVID the past couple of years kind of mess up the filing date? Well, they, you know, I don't don't quote me on this, but last <laughs> year they did give you till june i think mm-hmm. I, I forget what the date was but i think they did uh push it back what are you giggling about joanna because we're all confused about it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a break and then i'm going to have some more of those uh random facts that everybody loves so much <laughs> apparently they love them so You're much that they feel like people feel like they're getting shortchanged because i'm only doing three instead of five i yep. uh, but i have a couple of interesting stories to tell you about first of all the TSA recently stopped a man at uh, the Boston Airport, I, I assume Logan, uh, airport security checkpoint because the x-ray showed that he had a sword in his cane. The man told them Badass. that he had recently purchased the cane and had no idea that it had a sword in it. This is a, a sword what? cane? What? There's a sword in there. 
That is Canes that contain swords are a real gray area, I can tell you, on like eBay and Amazon. Canes with swords. Because if you do a search for them, like sometimes you could find them and sometimes they'll use cagey words. Um, anyway, this this guy said that he bought Badass. the cane and had no idea there was a sword in it. I, I'm pretty Joanna, sure. Joanna? Yeah. I have multiple sword yeah, I'm canes. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I've seen the sword canes at Buzz's house. Oh my God. Bring them in. Sword fight. I honestly thought I had one here someplace. <laughs> Why do you, you know, have. Because he likes to take walks. With them? And he might be in trouble. <laughs> you might have to defend your yeah. lady. I might have to stab a mean dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's never been trained on one. <laughs> He's just aiming and hoping he and gets hoping, it right. Yeah. <laughs> What what a life this lady lived. She was a German lady named Mimi Reinhardt, and she just passed away at the age of 107. So Aww. I know when you hear, like, the age of 107 and that somebody's a German, you're, you're wondering, well, what, what were they, they doing in yeah. World War II? Mimi Reinhardt, who just passed away on Friday, was Oskar Schindler's secretary. From Schindler's List? In fact, she was the one who actually typed out what became known as Schindler's List. Together with her employer, Oskar Schindler, they helped save hundreds of Jews in World War II by designating them as essential workers. And the movie Schindler's List is all about uh, they were able to keep these people, you know, they, they forged documents when they had to. They did different things to keep people from going to the gas chambers. Mimi Reinhardt was a hero, really a hero. Uh, and was right by Oscar Schindler's side when he was saving all of those uh, poor people. She just passed away at the age of 107 on Friday. What an incredible life. Seriously. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Got some random facts headed your way. Congratulations to Art Rivera. Yeah. We talked to Art. And we're able to tell him that it wasn't a prank. He was very suspicious. <laughs> it was not. Poor Art. He actually won the $10,000 with our uh, partners at GECU, Town Square Media Family of Stations, and KLAQ. Happy to give $10,000 toward home improvement to our listener, Arturo Rivera. So, Art, congratulations. I got a story about. I got a couple of stories real quick before we get into uh, random facts. One's about the price of eggs for Easter. The other one's about a teenager who's addicted to their iPhone. Well, a teenage gorilla that is that's addicted to the iPhone. <laughs> Sometimes people will ask me like, "What kind of music are you into?" I I I have pretty eclectic and broad taste. Yeah, you don't have like one love- genre people could def- like pin down. But there is a uh, Bourbon and Beyond Festival that's going to be on in Kentucky this September, September 15th through the 18th. Headliners, this is pretty close. Like, this is, uh, I like everybody they're mentioning here. Pearl Jam. Jack White. Okay. Chris Stapleton. You're a Chris Stapleton fan. Big time Chris Stapleton. Really? Love Chris Stapleton. Kings of Leon. It's what, called the what? Bourbon and Beyond yeah, Festival. Yeah, what are you, like a guy I went to college with? What? Those are all young bands. Well, younger than you. Pearl Jam? Yeah, I guess not Pearl Jam. Kings of Leon have probably been around 20 years in some form or another, I'll bet you. I love them. So, yeah, those, so, uh, Kings of Leon are like 
the band that my generation loves. Uh, so some of the others that are going to be there, Alanis Morissette's going to be there on day one, which is Thursday, September the 15th. Father John Misty, the revivalist. Jimmy Vaughn, Stevie oh, yeah. Ray Vaughn's brother is going to be there. Uh, let me see who else jumps out at me here. Brandy Carlisle. I'm hugely a fan of Brandy Carlisle. Once I figured out that she's not Belinda Carlisle, because I was very confused. I was like, wow, I had no idea. I knew she could sing, but I had no idea Belinda. It's Brandy Carlisle, somebody totally different. Greta Van Fleet is going to be part of this lineup on September 17th. Love them. What was it called again? Bourbon and? Uh, hold on, I'll tell you exactly what it's. Bourbon and Beyond Festival in Kentucky. There's probably going to be a lot of a lot of bourbon too, I would guess. Um, crowded house, Cold War kids, Saint Vincent. Wow. Rain Wolf, I love Rain Wolf. Uh, who else is on the list? Drive by truckers. I know I'm throwing out some names that sound kind of pretentious, but drive by truckers are one of my favorites of all time. Really. Um. On Sunday, the closing day, Chris Stapleton is going to be the headliner on that big day, but it also features the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs. Mike Campbell is Tom Petty's uh, guitar player from the from the Heartbreakers. And the um, Dirty Knobs? Are you and the Dirty them? Knobs are his band now. I don't know if any of those have any Tom Petty connections or not, but just a, a lot of great bands lining up there. Yeah, that's I, I, I like all of that. But then you tell me, like, ACDC is probably your favorite band. I love ACDC. Yeah. It's very different than like Pearl if, Jam. If somebody said, well, who's your favorite band of all time? I'd immediately say the Beatles. Right. And they'd say, well, but who's your favorite hard rock band? In that, which case, I'd say ACDC. In which case, they'd say... Who's your favorite grunge band? That's a good, you know what? That's a real good question. Nobody's ever asked me that one before. My favorite grunge band? Pearl Jam? They, are, are they considered grunge? Sure. Yeah. They'd be up there. You know, Nirvana, Nirvana Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. Those are kind of the big three. Uh, a zoo in Chicago, the Lincoln Park Zoo, are concerned that one of their teenage gorillas is getting too obsessed with looking at visitors' phones. <laughs> Amare, the teenage gorilla. Phones are a problem for all teenagers. Uh, he sits by the glass, and zoo guests come up and show them pictures and videos on their phone, including selfies, family photos, pet videos. So what's the problem? Well, they say that Amare, the teenage gorilla, is so into looking at visitors' phones through the glass he might be becoming antisocial and distracted, which if you've had teenagers, <laughs> you've had this thought before, too. Uh, they give as an example last week, another teenage gorilla rushed at him in a show of aggression, and he was too busy looking at a, at a visitor's cell phone. He didn't He's notice. Like, Bro, I'm on TikTok. They're concerned that this gorilla's fascination with phones may make him the target of bullying. You know what I say? Give all the teenage gorillas in their phones. Yeah, he'll be the most popular one. Just give him real heavy-duty phones. Uh, zoo officials have installed a rope to keep visitors and their phones a few feet away from the glass, and they hope that this will help to limit Amari's screen time. 
I'm nice humans. You've screwed up the teenage gorilla. And our teenage children. Oh, that too. <laughs> eggs. That's right. <laughs> eggs are going to cost more this Easter. Prices are up almost 50% over last year. Oh, no. The average price for a carton of large eggs is now two forty-seven. which I'll be honest, like I'm not proud of this, but I didn't even know that that was more <laughs> than what they were a year ago. What it? So I guess... Somebody else buys your eggs? No, I buy them. I just put them in the cart. And he doesn't look at prices, I, Joanna. I figure you if don't I'm gonna, look at prices. I'll go, for, I'll go further nice. to say two forty-seven sounds like a really good price for eggs to That's me. The life I want. To live right, I want to be able to not look not at prices. Not look at the price. Uh, the reason is H five N one bird flu viruses that have been detected, uh, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Uh, the average price for a carton of large eggs is now forty-four percent higher than it was last year at this time so is it are the easter eggs safe if your concern is bird flu yes there haven't been any human infections in the u.s from the bird flu but if you're wondering about about the painted eggs it says you should pass most store-bought dyes are safe to eat but cooked easter eggs are susceptible to bacteria you know, whatever. I'm not interested in eating them. I'm interested in making them. cascarones out of them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But if the price is going to be up, I wonder if that's going to extend to cascarone cascarone, market. Yeah. yeah, the cascarone market. And if you are not familiar with the uh, Mexican tradition of cascarones, here is a brief song that will tell you everything you need to know about one of my most cherished uh, Easter traditions. Whacking people over the head with eggshells filled with confetti.